And now, introducing the man who can't decide whether he's more impressed by the Orioles' losing streak or Ravens' preseason winning streak, with the only thing he can definitively point to about either being, quote, my personal streak of not having watched any of the games surpasses them both, unquote. After a tough weekend of lessons, he's beginning to question whether his children are as ready as he thought for the upcoming regional beer pong tournament following embarrassing losses, both literal and moral, but he insists, quote, I didn't splurge on these fake IDs for nothing, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. They call it Beirut. Yeah, they do. They I just called it, it regular Root. We didn't do the it. Bay we in never, my day. We never called it that ever. We called it Root. We never once called it Bay Root. We called it Root. And the people that call it that are like, because beer pong's another thing. Well, it, it is. paddles. No, you're stupid. But it's called Root. No, no, you're all stupid. This is what it is. And, and you can figure that out whenever you want to figure it out in your life. It's fine. I don't care. But, you know, it's just what it is, man. That's the way it goes. Good morning. Hi, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn, he's Kyle, we're here, and we've reached BMW Championship Week here in Baltimore, and considering, um, you know, what else has been going on, God bless the fact that we've reached BMW Championship Week. I wrote about it this morning at PressBoxOnline.com. I don't give a single flip about golf. It's not my thing. It's, it's just not. It's not a, you know, when you hear that, some of you think that means that I'm saying I think it's stupid. No, I just, it's not for me. It's not my sport that I'm into. I'm into other things. But I'm going to be there. I'm going out. I know for sure on Saturday I'm taking my father. Uh, I'm debating going on Thursday as well just because I like to support events that are good for us as a city. That's a good thing. I want more of those. I want more economic impact. The estimated economic impact of the BMW Championship between 40 and $50 million for the region. That's one event. That's one. I'm bummed that we're not going to have the Maryland Cycling Classic this year. They had to bump that back to next year, but I'll support that. And I promise you, cycling ain't my thing either, but I'll support it. I'll support anything that helps our region as far as making money is concerned. And the best part about it is that, you know, hopefully it leads to more events that can help our region. Hopefully we all, you know, get behind the BMW Championship and the golf people are like, wow, that was some fine golfing. Maybe we'll golf some more some another, another time. golf spectating. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do some more golf. And maybe there'll be a, another golf, a, a, a major golf. Mexico, maybe if be you a, will. Right, that's a, that's a significant golf. You're not wrong about that. Maybe they'll do one of those here in the future. Or maybe the things that we don't think about, like when they're trying to decide who hosts a World Cup, maybe some of those people might be in attendance this week because they want to see what a major event looks like in this region. And they say, wow, this is impressive. We will file that away when we make our decision about who's going to be hosting the World Cup in five years. These are just the types of things that we need to think about. And I get it. Not all of it's purely equitable. I'm not trying to suggest that every single person in our region is going to be impacted by the BMW championship. I am not naive and I do not do that bit where I just throw things out there for the sake of saying them. I understand that plenty of you, I, you know, if you're a if you are barber in Anne Arundel County, you might not be That's saying me. to yourself, I know you've been doing that for years. You're probably thinking to yourself, like that doesn't impact me in any way. Okay, maybe not this one. Maybe not. I'm gonna guess perhaps you've been impacted by events that were held, say, in Annapolis at some point. I'm gonna That's guess Anne Arundel that, County. Thank you. You nailed it. You've boy, you've become Mr. Maryland. That's a geography. county in Maryland, by the way. Of how many? 
24? Yeah, enough because you count the cities. So it's not, it's 23 counties plus the city. Oh, I actually was completely guessing, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah well, you were close. You were. Uh, it's Almost nailed it. Essentially right, but it's not technically right. It's just a whole thing that's annoying. I would just say, I, you know what? If I if I were in charge, there would just be twenty four counties. And that's I why just, I we did count it. Baltimore City as one of them. Um, but that's the way it goes. You're impacted by something. This one will obviously have a greater impact on probably the that the northwest portion of Baltimore County, northern Baltimore County, maybe into Carroll County a little bit. I don't know how All many of these hotels, are counties in Maryland. I don't know how many way. hotels there are in the Carroll County region. Oh, I, I do actually. Yeah, I mean, I know there are plenty, in, like in Westminster. Twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. As you counted <laughs> them all. Wow, good for you. It's going to be significant, and I'm getting behind it. And I get it, as I always say about like attendance at Orioles games. They don't give away the tickets for free. Although, ironically, we're going to give away some tickets for free today. Um, not the Orioles games, but no, yes. not the Orioles games. The BMW Championship. But if you are someone who has the means. I would encourage you to support it with your dollars, and I understand that. I under I want to make it abundantly clear. I'm not in your pocket. I don't know what your financial situation is, nor do I know if you're feeling completely safe and comfortable being out and around people right now, given whatever risk level you're at uh, for COVID. So I'm not, you know, this isn't me saying you're a bad person if you don't go to the BMW Championship. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm merely saying that if you are someone who has the means and is not at risk, it would be a good thing for our community for you to support the event, even if you're not a diehard golf fan, and I raise my hand and say, I will be spending my American dollars this week, despite the fact that I am by no means a golf fan. But I'm going to do it anyway, because I support the idea of big events in our community. It is helpful. So I'm excited about the BMW Championship Week being here uh, we will talk later on in the show with Dennis Satisher. He's the director of golf out at Caves Valley. Unfortunately, there's this whole calamity going on with the, they haven't the finished tournament, that tournament before, yeah. The Northern Trust because of the uh, hurricane. So they weren't able to play any golf yesterday. They're trying to play it all today. I have no idea how that's going because Lord knows I'm not paying attention. But we don't know the the rest of the field because it's just the top seventy uh, that that end up in the FedEx Cup point system. They get to come to Baltimore, so we like we know John Rahm's going to be one of them. We know that Xander Shoffley is going to be one of them. That's we know cool. we know a few of these top guys that Chichi Rodriguez. Yeah, Chichi's probably not going to make the cut this year, but we know who's not going to fall out of the top seventy based on what happens today. We just don't know the bottom portion of the top seventy. That'll all be sussed out uh, whenever they finish the golf. And apparently, and this is this is the real bummer. Apparently, there's some world in which it might have to linger into tomorrow, which means that. It'll be travel late, yes, it'll be later yeah. for some folks to arrive in Baltimore. But it's what it is. We've got a significant event happening. I'm excited about that. And as I said, we are going to be giving away two pairs of tickets. So a reminder that tickets are still available for the BMW Championship. Get yours, bmwchampionship.com. Right now, that's how you secure your tickets as the top 70 golfers are coming to Baltimore this week to compete the BMW Championship at Caves Valley. Again, bmwchampionship.com is how you get your tickets. So, we will give away a pair of tickets for both Thursday, one for Thursday, one pair for Friday, during the course of this morning's program. Because I am a just man, I will give everyone the opportunity that listens later on in the day, but I'm not going to wait until tomorrow morning. I will make the decisions tonight, somewhere around 10 p.m. 
Somewhere around Eastern. 10 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. Ben in San Francisco. Or, Sorry, or I don't think Gerard you. Gerard in Paris. I don't think you can go to the BMW Champ. I guess you can get on a plane yeah. if you'd like to come to BMW Championship. That's fair. Um, but during the course of the morning, unannounced, I will tell you that, and I'll tell you how you can win the pair of tickets to the BMW Championship. These tickets that we're giving away this morning covers your grounds passes, but also gives you access to the Trophy Club. And you might be saying to yourself, I've always wanted access to the Trophy Club. I know I have. I've always wanted access to the Trophy Club. In fact, I'm trying to finagle some access to the Trophy Club when I go out to the BMW Championship on Saturday. I'm trying to see if I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to get me into the Trophy and Club. And I won't ask how. On Saturday. Yeah, don't. You never ask questions. Never. It's, it's sort of like a champagne room situation. You just understand there's certain things that do not occur in the Trophy Club, you don't ask questions about how it is that you got there. Um, but we will uh, we'll hook you up. And the great news about that is that if it ends up being particularly warm on Thursday or Friday while you're out there, you'll be able to uh, get some solace indoors, and there'll be concessions available in there. And there are uh, seats, so if you're out doing the walkabout bit throughout the course of the day, you can uh, take a rest. I believe it's at the 11th hole, if I remember correctly. So you can take a rest there at the Trophy Club and uh, and get off your feet for a second. So looking forward to uh, giving away those tickets during the course of today's show. Um, also, also you can go read my piece about the BMW Championship today. Oh, hello. Nice, today nice. at PressBoxOnline.com. It's Monday, so Jeremy Kahn's going to join us a little bit later on. And also... Uh, a little bit later on this morning, we will catch up with Dan Connolly from The Athletic, who, of course, covers the Orioles. He wrote a piece last week just about the Orioles and the rebuild and particularly about the fact that, like, there's no pitching. That for whatever you want to feel about the rebuild and however encouraged you want to be, the, the, the pitching ain't there. It's just not. There's Grayson Rodriguez. We're all excited about Grayson Rodriguez, and we should still be excited about the L Hall, though that's been a bit of a speed bump. Um, you know, in the second half of this season, due to injury, there's still reason to have excitement about D.L. Hall, and he's still definitely third among Orioles prospects. But that's it. Like, that, that's it. That's the extent of what they have as far as pitching is concerned. We'll talk more about that with Dan Connolly a little bit later on as well. A lot of people trying to do a goofy bit about how the Orioles have lost 18 in a row. By the way, ask me if I care. Do you care? Okay, no. Now ask me if I care about the fact the Ravens have won 19 preseason games in a row. 18. What? I think it's 18. Is no, it they've won now? 19. The Orioles have lost 18. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you care? No. No, don't care about any of it. This bit that we try to do where we make it seem like these things matter that don't is, I get it, like we live in this bubble where sports... And so we have no ability to sort of, again, suss out and, and give context. There is no context for the Ravens winning 19 consecutive preseason games. Well, they did it. It's not even an anomaly. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. The preseason champions There won. isn't a winner of a preseason game because there's no actual— th- I, I, don't, I don't know how—you uh, know what I would compare it to? I compare it to— um, uh, all due respect, claiming that you are the winner of the um, the popular vote in a presidential election. It's it's wildly irrelevant. Now we can debate whether or not it should be one hundred percent, but it's not. That doesn't determine anything. As P 
people like to remind you, there is no popular election. There's more to be ascertained from that than there is the preseason. Well, maybe, but not really. There's not. There's nothing to be ascertained. Preseason isn't an honest representation of much of anything. Again, that's why the debate can be had about whether or not it should matter, but it doesn't. There is. It means nothing. You don't get a trophy for it. You don't get anything for winning a popular election for president in this country. And again, that you can all have your debate about whether or not that should be the case, and I'm, I'd am i probably side with the fact that it shouldn't. But that's not that's neither here You're nor there. You're a big electoral college guy. Everybody knows me. Yeah. Mister, I went to electoral college yeah. I'm among my among my tour. SU also. Let's go. Let's go. What's that? SU. SU. What's SU? Subway University. Sub- uh, yeah. I mean, well, I spent a, yeah. a semester <laughs> there for sure. You had, to, you had to learn everything you could learn. I got all of these pennants, by the way, <laughs> hanging up in my uh, office at home. I collect them and and ball caps too. I have them all right there on a rack. Really, every four years, like um, to college gets another one. <laughs> it's amazing how yeah. it works, right? Really remarkable. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing interesting about it. But we see this and we try to pretend like, the, unless you want to bet on it. And if you have, if you bet on just them outright winning the last 19 preseason games that they've played, then you've probably done very well for yourself, depending on how much you bet. Hell, for what it's worth. I threw a couple bucks down on them outright winning on Saturday night just because I said. What'd you win? Very little. I mean, I I won. I think I threw. Sounds like you're bordering on having a problem. No, I just I just happened to think about it during the course of the day. I was putting a bet down on a tennis match, which, by the way, I lost that one. You're looking good. I I bet uh, Daniil Medvedev on Saturday and he lost to Andre Rublev. Thanks a lot, jerk. Ah, Rublev. Um, (laughs) Sure. So so I was like, you know, while I'm here. I keep seeing people talk about betting on the Ravens in the preseason. I might as well throw a couple shekels down that way, and I did, and I think I won like eight bucks or something oh, like that. Oh, look at you. I mean, like you know, for an outright win, I didn't bet them to cover because Lord knows I'm not doing that. They did that. cover. They did cover, but I ain't doing that. That ain't happening. Um, the moral of the story being it means nothing. Stop it. You're smarter than this. You're smarter than to pretend like it means something. I was at the game yesterday for the Orioles. Thank you. We'll get there. I'm not not there yet. We're, we're talking about the Ravens. I'm just saying I was there. Th- thank you, Kyle. Any any other like nonsensical things that you want to add to the conversation? <laughs> not yet. Just random thoughts that come to your head come that you to just me. spit out. And I do. I you know what? I know that's Rube true. Rublev. Thank you. No, that's true about you. That's one thing I can count on for you. Yeah. Is that you'll just say nonsensical things instead of adding, I, and I appreciate. Well, that there's who's to say what adding is. Uh, I can, I can, I can 100 percent say what's actually adding and what isn't. Uh, it means nothing. The results of the games are irrelevant. Now, if you want to be the type of person that says, "Yeah, but like, it's good to see young players," mm, no, not really. But if you want to make yourself feel better, fine. By all means, make yourself feel better by believing that the preseason games mean something. By believing that because Tyson Williams had a nice touchdown run, that means something. Well, if Justice Hill's still hurt, then, you know. Then it's irrelevant whether he had a nice touchdown run in the game. You'd rather see him play well than not. This is that if you want to make yourself feel better, you can make yourself feel better. Just go pay for a massage. You can do that too. However, it is that you like making yourself feel better, by all means, as long as it's legal, go about doing it. I don't care. And some gray area. Yeah, there's some gray area. I don't disagree with that. There are some things that inexplicably are illegal that shouldn't be illegal. But the point being, as long as it ain't hurting anybody, you do whatever you want to do to make yourself feel better. All right. How'd you fare in the crate challenge? Didn't do it. (laughs) Passed on that. Passed on the old crate challenge. Way to go. A whole idiotic Brondo, man, the plants. They got they got what plants crave. They got electrolytes. That's the way we operate in this world. That's the way we operate. We'll go watch ass TV later on today. 
Um, we are truly an idiocracy. It's what amazing. Is I haven't heard of that one yet. It was the network they were watching in idiocracy. I actually haven't seen that movie ever. What is wrong with you? Well, plenty, but I don't think that's, uh, the that's top a good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't even know if this cracks the top <laughs> thousand, frankly, but it's definitely on the list somewhere. Go watch Idiocracy. Like right now? Like no, right? Maybe wait a couple hours. Okay. Whatever your other job is, skip that okay. and go watch Idiocracy. You'd be, be better off for it. Um, what, you just threw me completely off guard by telling me you hadn't seen Idiocracy. Yeah, I didn't do the crate challenge, and you guys are so stupid. <sighs> The point being, you can make yourself feel better if you'd like, but this doesn't mean what you want it to mean just because you get to watch the games. And that's eternally what we believe. Because we get to watch it, that means the thing that we're watching has to mean something, right? No. Which is why I don't watch the games. Because it doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't mean that there might not be a player who looked good in the game that might not end up making the Ravens roster. Whether or not that guy actually makes an impact, I can't tell you. But the notion that they made the roster because of what happened in a preseason game is detached from reality. It doesn't work that way. And in fact, we have learned more and more that the emphasis, once upon a time we used to say, well, the coaches would tell you, yeah, but we do like to see what happens when they go under the lights, right? Like they would say, we put a little bit more. They won't even lie about that any longer. They lie about everything, and they won't even lie about that any longer. They won't even try to bamboozle you into thinking that they feel that way. They don't. It doesn't matter. They will tell you that they take greater meaning from these joint practices. You know, that could be something. It could be someone that practiced really well against the Panthers, ends up breaking their way onto the roster that otherwise we might not think was all that special. We'll see. We'll see. But the answer is nothing. The answer will always be nothing. It is eternally nothing. The preseason games are wildly irrelevant other than when someone gets hurt. And unfortunately for the Baltimore Ravens, someone got hurt. And while LJ Fort is not necessarily a critical part of the football team, he's a solid one. And it's a bummer to lose him. There's no getting around that been a solid football player since he arrived he's been a helpful piece and it's a bummer to not have him it puts obviously an amount of pressure on Malik Harrison who we thought for some time maybe would end up being shifted a little bit and being asked to do a bit more in the pass rush but would presumably be the guy that has to step up if not it might be a Chris Board or Notara Alaka but I'm going to assume that it'll be Malik Harrison who takes on more of these responsibilities when the Ravens drafted Malik Harrison, there was a thought that Malik Harrison was here to be a football player. Well, I would hope that's still Thank a thought. You. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. You know what I'm saying. I get it. And there's no guarantee that he wouldn't have been the starter alongside Patrick Queen, even if LJ Fort were yeah, healthy. Yeah, that didn't seem to be the case. That did not seem to be the case whatsoever. Um, it seemed, and that's just because LJ Fort appears to have entrenched himself. But hopefully Malik Harrison is ready. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully this is his moment. And he can step up. And if there's a position where you've typically trusted the Ravens to find guys that are at least adequate football players, I mean, I guess defensive tackle would probably be number one. Tight end. Kicker. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
by the way, for what it's worth, the, they have found more guys at kicker that haven't been adequate football players. They've just made them look like adequate football players for a minute. Kari Vedvik was not an adequate football player. Fifth round pick. It's fine. He wasn't an adequate football it's player. Like 18% of all kickers in the NFL played for the Ravens. Yeah, I don't know if that's correct, but uh, it's something like that. It's not nothing. I know that's true. Uh, whether I know everybody's trying to do this bit about Jake Verity. I can't tell you that there's going to be a team that's going to trade for Jake Verity. It was so unlikely that a team was going to trade for Kari Vedvik. And by the way, if you remember correctly, it took another year. It took two years of him doing that um, in training camp in order for them to be able to trade him. They just, um, you know, unfortunately for him, he he went through something terrible, and that kept him on the roster for an additional year. I don't think it's going to end up being the case for Jake Verity, but you never know, and God bless if they're able to pull it off. But the point is, the results themselves, irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's, we shouldn't even keep score of these games. We only do it for gambling purposes. Because the results are irrelevant. To the Orioles, who have lost 18 in a row. I was there yesterday. Despite the fact that Kyle was there. Unbelievable, they didn't get the memo that Kyle attended yesterday and that they needed to try. I was lucky. Ridiculous. Underneath them covering, so the rain did not impact me. It was a weird. It was a weird day yesterday. Yeah. It was a weird, weird weather day. Um, do you ask me? Ask me if that matters. Is you, want to, you want me to ask you? No, we already did the bit. Well, yeah, I said, do you care? Oh, okay, ask me if it matters. Does it matter? It does. Uh, Diamondbacks won. It matters because unlike winning 19 consecutive preseason games, losing 18 consecutive regular season games is actually helpful to the ball club. One of these two is more relevant. Because it's helpful. The one that's more helpful is losing 18 consecutive regular season games. Winning 19 consecutive preseason games is helpful in zero ways. Losing 18 consecutive regular season games is actually helpful. It has a tangible benefit. Don't tell it to the guys that are on the team. They're probably miserable today. Like but for the organization, as well. they are. Well, some of them are. I mean, and relative like, to normal human being, well, all being that's paid fair. pretty handsome. That's fair. Yes, they're definitely getting paid uh, more than you and I. Well, more than 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 me. I don't know what you're making. I'm rich. Today. Nobody nobody tells me anything around here. You might be making all sorts of money around these parts. Billions. Um, I, I I don't I don't feel for them in any way because I've told you a million times. I don't think these are the Orioles. These are mercenaries that are wearing Orioles uniforms until there are Orioles again. This is very cut and dry. Yes, does it suck? If if you're someone who just, for whatever reason, you have to watch baseball every night, you just love baseball that much, and this is the team that plays here, so you've got to watch them all the time. Does it suck? Of course it sucks. For the rest of us that are able to separate ourselves and say we will watch every night again when it's worth watching every night again, and we are capable of not tuning in every day and doing other things with our lives, checking out... Whatever it is, I mean, it's not a great sports viewing time for what it's worth. I spent a lot of time with the uh, Western and Southern Financial Open last week out in you Cincinnati. Too? I know, and it was uh, you, that really dra- What did you think about Jill Tycoon's run to the women's final? Pretty remarkable. More like Jill Tycoon, that, you yeah, know? Yeah, right? Mo- way more like the ty- oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what was the game that everybody liked? What was um, the, oof. It was what like, was that called? Something like Tycoon, Ty- tycoon. Empire, that something like that. that. There was, was some. There yeah. was some. There was some game that everybody was into. Yeah. And I've already forgotten what it was. I feel bad about that. Not really. Yeah, we'll live. Not really. I don't feel bad about it at all. I wasn't a big computer game guy that you would uh, put a disc in. I was more of the go to the free websites and have at it. You know. Right. Wait. Well, I, we didn't say pornography, Kyle. We said mm-hmm. games. Yeah. No, yeah same, right? Same thing. Oh. Okay. 
God, did you play the pornography games? Because well. those always kind of creep me out a little bit, if I'm being honest with you. Always kind of creeps me out when I'm on those pornography sites. They're like, come play our games. Like, what games are you talking about? This like is jigsaw. This is quite strange. I don't. I don't know that I want to be a part of this any longer. Um, look, I I get it. I get it. It sucks. It's no fun. I understand all of that. For most of us, we're able to process that and say, yeah, it sucks. I just won't watch. There's something else on, or I'll go do something with my children. Like I'll go for a hike, or I'll go play some putt-putt, or I'll do anything else at all other than watching the Orioles because that's no fun, and that's not the way that I want to spend my time. And there will be others of you that will say, well, I still want to see more of, like, Ryan Mountcastle, who's actually performed fairly well despite the fact that the team has been miserable. Okay, cool. If, if you're able to, again, sort of sort all this out in your mind and say, I know the team's no good. I know this is no fun. I know there's no pleasure in this whatsoever, but, like, I just want to watch anyway because I'm just interested. Cool. Cool. Do that. If you're, if you're capable of that. Some of us, like, it really is too much. I don't, like, if somebody told me I had to sit down and watch the baseball games, and I'm trying to think of the scenario by which this would be the case. If, like, if because I work here, they said, we need you to write about the Orioles more frequently. You have to watch the games. I, I would feel an amount of, like, pain to that, of, of mental, of emotional pain to sitting down and watching. In the same way that I can't sit down and watch other bad products. Like, I just, it's not something that I, I can't spend more time with bad products. It doesn't interest me. I haven't been able to watch the new episode of Ted Lasso yet because I had a busy weekend. And, like, the notion that that's out there somewhere and I would have to watch Orioles baseball instead? No. No, no, thank you. Can't do it. Could not. I haven't even checked out. Everybody's raving about Schmigadoon. Never even heard that. Schmigadoon. It's on Apple TV. Oh, it's getting. That's not a thing. It's getting a big push. Schmigadoon. What What is that? Schmigadoon. It's a show? Cecily Strong, Keegan Michael Key are a part of it. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Fred Armisen is in this. Never heard of this. Uh, Jane Krakowski is a part of it. Martin Short is a part of this thing. Martin Short's in a new Hulu show as well. It's an American musical comedy television series. Musical's where you lose me. Created by Cinco Paul and Ken Dorio. I'm more of a Quattro Paul man myself. No, apparently they are behind the Despicable Me films. Is it like an animated program? I don't think so. I don't get that sense. Schmigadoon is a parody of an homage to the Golden Age musicals of the 1940s and 1950s. Everybody is raving about it. Everybody. Lorne Michaels is part of this thing somehow. He's singing, huh? I don't think he's the one doing the singing. I don't think that's the case, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. He's I don't think he's Schmigadoon. I don't know who Schmigadoon is. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I would prefer that than watching Orioles baseball. Just the reality of the circumstances, I would prefer to watch Schmigadoon than sit down and watch Orioles baseball. I'll pass. Um, uh, Paul from Orlando does point out that the Orioles. Um, thank you, Obi Lando. Point out the or- the Orioles have a three-game lead now on the number one pick. Is that the actual? Let me do this one more time, just because I haven't checked in a couple of days. Uh, the Orioles sit at thirty-eight and sixty-five, and the Diamondbacks are at forty-two and eighty-three. I couldn't. I didn't. I said the numbers wrong. Thirty-eight and eighty-five. And the Diamondbacks are at 42 and 83. So yes, it is. It's a three-game lead, but more importantly, it is a four-game lead in the win column. 
if you assume that the Orioles are still going to lose the two-game difference. Can't make that assumption. Yes, you certainly can. They have that. They do have that. They do have that. They do have that. Anything else? One. Anything else? Uh, they have one. They've got anything else? Uh, they got a couple players. Yeah? Well, they have 25 players. Right, they 26, do. 26, actually. I have heard. But they got a few that are decent. Eh, yeah. Yeah. It's been tougher. Well, they've got a few. It's been tougher Milton recently. getting some base hits recently. Yeah. Means okay. only allowed three earned runs. Yeah, it could have been worse, for sure. Yeah. Anything else? The bullpen didn't allow any. Got anything else? They're playing baseball. They're playing baseball. Legally speaking, they're playing baseball. Legally speaking, that is the case. That's a know, nice. By the way, I got a message. Fries. I haven't even had a chance to respond to this yet. I got a message last night from uh, Forrester, or maybe it was from this morning. Who? Drew Forrester. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, well, uh, he works for um, himself. Oh, anyway, uh, I got a message that says the following. Uh, maybe I shouldn't just read this. Yeah, just go for it. Are you interested in going to see Shohei pitch on Wednesday night? That's moderately interesting. Uh, I'm taking Ethan. Maybe trying to put together a small group of some of my sane readers. Would you and some of your sane listeners want to go? We don't have any of those. Yeah, first of all. Well, he certainly doesn't have any of like, those. Like, I mean, who would that even be? I don't even <laughs> like, know. Like, who would it even be that would be – like, it would be Nick Kelly, and that would probably be – I mean, I have people that are local. No offense to, you know, like you, Paul, or you, John, or some of our other regulars. Correct. But, I mean, of, like, locals that could go. Like, Ron? Ron's not sane. <laughs> Ron's anything but sane. We can't bring Ron. you just had a child. Congratulations, yes, Ron. Yes, I'm very happy for Ron. Love Ron. Uh, but he's definitely not sane. Like, yeah, I want to make that you. clear. Love him, but not T-Bone? You want me to take T-Bone? T-Bone ain't sane. <laughs> that ain't a thing. Forget that. It's it's Nick Kelly. That's like the list of sane listeners that we have locally. If you're a, a local listener, I mean, like, a, if, if I'm if I'm disparaging you and I'm going to feel bad about that. We have plenty so, of listeners I know, that are I know probably that's, sane. I know that's true. I'm just thinking of people that, like, check in I regularly. I ones who always like, comment and right, I'm trying participate. To think of, I'm trying to think of someone Matt else. Matt Myers is sane enough. Oh, Matt Myers, definitely. Matt yeah. Myers, you would make this list. I'm sorry. Matt, I apologize. I Troy's you pretty sane. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's a big fan of the Orioles and the Ravens. Maybe he, he's not. He you know? is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. First of all, if they're like, going to an Orioles game at this point, are you sane? I mean, Shohei Otani is a different story. Look, if you, I don't. This is the. the He's one of the part. only players, if not the only player in baseball, I don't that would know, be a draw. I don't know for sure that I can go. I would like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to see Shohei. I don't know for sure that I can go on Wednesday. Um, but if you, if like you're so interested in going to see Shohei, and you'd like to sit with with me and Drew, if I go, or Drew, if I can't. Message me. Just hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, you know, on Facebook, whatever it is. Just you know, there's millions of ways to get to me. Grinder, you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty Only of fish. Still. Yeah, right. Well, unfortunately, I had to get rid of that one. Well, That's the way that it goes. They really, the Lego they really started cracking. They really started cracking down. They really started pulling things quickly. Um, if you would like to go to see Shohei on Wednesday night and you want to sit with the group, I'll try to get some more details. I haven't even responded to Forrester. I couldn't believe like. Are you out of your mind trying to get people to go to an Orioles game right now? I get it. It's Shohei Otani. I understand the concept, but, like, still, man, still, I just don't know. I don't know if I could drag people out to a baseball game at this point. So, uh, But message me, and we'll uh, see. If there's six of us that want to go, then we'll then we'll go. We'll do it. We'll make it happen, and we'll uh, take a small group over to watch the Orioles. Maybe my friend, maybe Laura, she checks in every now and then. Maybe Laura would want to. Laura, do you want to? And I don't even mean uh, Nick's Laura. I mean another Laura. Yeah, big in the Laura community. Finally. My worst ex was named Laura. I mean, by far mm. worst ex. Like, not even close. But also my sister's named Laura. Weird bit. Weird bit. Laura's it all out, over you know? the place. 
John from Little Rock, I hope Garth Brooks reschedules his concert because uh, the city does need more big uh, concerts and events like that. We're talking about events. Yeah, sure. I mean, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Gaines is still coming, though, right? I don't think so. I think they're both, unfortunately, not going to make it. Savvy PR. I was supposed, to go, see, part, I was supposed yeah. to go see Kings of Leon tomorrow night, but that got postponed as well because somebody in the uh, touring group got the uh, got the Kobe. Like a groupie? I don't know. They, they didn't say. They just said touring group. Could be anyone, really. Could be anybody. Could be anyone at all. Uh, John also asks, did the Lamar play in the joint practice? Any expectation I might play a series he this week? He did play in the joint practice. He did. Of course he participated in the joint practices. And no, there's no expectation that he might play a series this week. And that's that, again, that goes back to the Daniel Jones isn't playing in the preseason. He's earned it. Daniel Jones stinks. No. Daniel Jones has accomplished nothing as no. a football player. And Daniel Jones isn't participating in the preseason. If you ever need a reminder of just how irrelevant it is, the bad quarterbacks aren't playing. I'm told that Sam Darnold played, like, what, a second on Saturday night? It was a little more than that, I think. Was it? I think. I can't tell. I don't know that it was. I was told, like, he was in and out on but Saturday night. Like, he made an appearance and then he standard departed. standard is a second. It was a little more than that. You, oh, you're saying literally one second? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. fair. Solid observation on your part. I take things literally, Glenn. Don't, 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 don't be that guy. Whatever you do, don't be that guy. There's a lot of guy, There's a lot of things you can do. Don't be that guy. Here, I'll tell you exactly how long. You played a series, time. probably. But it was probably a three and out. You're not offering anything. You're just guessing. I don't watch this either. I understand that. Then why are you just throwing out guesses? Well, I'm just going to venture a guess and say may- he didn't come may- in for maybe, one maybe play. Maybe say, if I had to guess, he didn't play more than a series. Maybe say that. that if would I be had a to good guess, he to played do. the entire game. Why would you say that? Hmm? I don't understand. Do you do weird bits, man? I know who the backup quarterback is in Carolina. Who's the backup quarterback in Carolina? Will Greer. Is he still there? He is. I didn't know that. Uh, Sam Darnold uh, threw two passes, so. So he played a series. I had to guess. And it was a three and out. <laughs> Why wouldn't PJ Walker be the backup? By the way, maybe PJ Walker is the actual backup. Well, Will Greer exists also. He does also exist, and he played apparently the majority of the game. Which that means he's going to start. Is he though? But is he? Sam Darnold played. For uh, it does appear to be one series, and they, uh, yep, and they put Will Greer in on the second series. Sam Darnold is by no means a qualified NFL quarterback, and he played for one series. That's 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 what you need to know. That's what you need to know about the preseason. What you need to know right now, one, is that there's a great offer from Window Nation as they are celebrating their 15th anniversary this August, and all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win their home project for free. Or you can buy two windows and get two for free, plus pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Right now, get your tweeting fingers out. Go to your Twitterer machine. Tweet at Glenn Clark Radio, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K Radio. Tweet at Glenn Clark Radio and say, I want them. I want Want it. Say any variation of that. I want you to want me. I want you to want me. I was, uh, they were doing a thread recently on uh, Twitter, which was uh, shows you've been to where the opener outshined the uh, headliner. And I assure you, when I saw Cheap Trick open for Aerosmith, that was most certainly the case. Aerosmith was uninspired, and Cheap Trick was phenomenal. Um, but that being said, if you want to check out Thursday or Friday at the BMW Championship at Caves Valley with access to the Trophy Club and grounds passes, 
hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Say I want them or I want it or whatever variation you want to say. Specifically, if you could only make it to one of the two days, put in parentheses which day you could make it to. So if it's only Thursday, say I want them Thursday. Or I want them Friday. If it doesn't matter the day, don't have to do that. But if you can specifically only make it to one of the two days, put that in parentheses. I want them. I want it. Whatever it is that you want to say, we will hook up someone with a pair of tickets to Thursday, a pair of tickets to Friday. Got it? Capiche, if you will. This shouldn't be hard. I believe in you. You can do this. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. But Glenn, I don't have a Twitter. Just sign up quickly. Sign up quickly. Takes 20 seconds. Never use it again. Tweet me. Say, I want it now. The problem will be I will attempt to message you back on Twitter if you win, and then like if you don't check your Twitter, I guess that becomes a problem. If you don't use your Twitter, email me, glenn at pressboxonline.com. If you have no Twitter, you refuse to use it, some issue that you have with foreign governments, whatever it is, glenn at pressboxonline.com. You can email me there. I will also register you that way. We will pick a winner tonight, so if you're listening to the show later on today, no problem. No problem. We will wait until tonight to pick a winner, two winners, that is, for the tickets to the BMW Championship at Caves Valley. When we come back in, Dan Connolly is going to join us. We'll talk more about the, the Orioles' rebuild situation. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Here it watch out for the first time. The PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Caves Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. 
Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. A big one tonight as Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley will be with you and their guest on Facebook Live is none other than Hall of Famer Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench joining Stan and Ross tonight on Facebook Live. Stan Shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. You will not want to miss Johnny Bench with Stan and Ross tonight. Facebook.com slash Sports. Joining us now, let's talk a little baseball. Of course, our next guest covers the Orioles for the Athletic. He is our friend Dan Connolly, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Dan, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's good to talk to you as always, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Absolutely, but you guys get me, and, and those guys get Johnny yeah. Bench. Yeah, it was very similar. I think we did better, frankly, if we're being honest <laughs> with you, Dan. I think we had the better get. No, that's going to be great. Uh, of course, uh, Ross has a little bit of a benefit of a relationship there that I do not with the great Johnny Bench in order to get that pool. Um, Dan, look, I, it's it's not fun right now. We can't get – it's what it is. The Orioles have lost 18 games in a row. I was the, – the, the, what you wrote that got to me the most, and it's something that I, I just don't – I don't think people want to have this awkward conversation – is that while we can all sit back and say we knew this was coming, we knew it was going to be bad, this was a rebuild, the whole thing, that's all well and good. I've said, for one, Dan, the thing is there's no guarantee this was ever going to work, and you started kind of doing the groundwork of saying, hey, look at where they are pitching-wise and tell me how it's going to work because it just doesn't seem to be there. And the, the point that you make is well taken, which is, there's one qualified starting pitcher right now. There's one for sure guy that we think is in the minor leagues. 
And, you know, maybe D.L. Hall is still in that, like, we feel better than we don't about him. But, like, that's about the list, correct? Yeah, I mean, at least for now, you know. I, my, my point is, is that these next, say, three years, I don't see this have this team having a good starting rotation. I don't see it having a particularly good bullpen. And, I mean, and you have to look at it. And I, I think, I guess, my point that I was trying to make is everyone's like, okay, this team stinks now. They're terrible in this rebuild, and we understood that. But hey, we have the second, you know, best, the second top-ranked uh, farm system in all of baseball, so it's coming. But I think if you look at the man behind the curtain on that, you see that you know the, one of the main reasons, the primary reason that the Orioles have the number two overall-ranked uh, minor league system by Baseball America is because Adley Rutschman and, and uh, Grayson Rodriguez are studs. Correct. I mean, they're really, really good players. You can make the argument, and Baseball America has, that they are the best position prospect and pitching prospect in baseball right now. And so that's huge, and that's going to really inflate your number. And then D.L. Hall, you know, who's a former first-rounder, when he's healthy, looks like a, a, a really good young pitcher as well. But, you know, he pitched seven games in, in Bowie this year, and he has a stress reaction in his elbow, and he probably won't pitch until what well, he won't pitch until next spring. So – you know, even though he's got a lot of upside, we all know what happens with pitching. We understand injuries. And so there's an asterisk there, just a small one, but you, you got to keep your eye on him. After that, you have a lot of guys who we've heard a lot about who've been hyped by the Orioles system, whether it's the front office or it's fan sites or whatever, of the next great wave. And that would be great, but we've seen these waves come and go. And honestly, this, this wave, at least of the front of it with Aiken and Kramer, and Zimmerman and, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys, Mike Bauman, they, they haven't, you know, Alexander Wells, they haven't made an impact yet. And so you have to wonder if they're going to make an impact. And to me, that's, you know, that's the, the big thing here is that we don't see guys beyond those two, including Hall, that are like, okay, in three years, this guy is your number three starter. You don't see it. I completely agree. I mean, I, I utterly and completely agree. I think the next question, Dan, becomes if these these other prospects, if Adley Rutschman is that guy and, you know, if, if Grayson Rodriguez is this good and if Cedric Mullins continues to be this player and add in, you know, if, if Gunnar Henderson gets here and is a legit, like, would they at that point spend the money to bridge the gap in pitching which overwhelmingly throughout their history is something they've never done, spending money on pitching. Is, is there a sense that if these other things work, they'd be willing to recognize that the pitching's not there, and they would say, hey, let's get aggressive in order to go get pitching in the next three years? Well, see, and that's my other point of this, is that so you're not going to have five homegrown starters, and most teams don't, and so you've got to go out and you've got to supplement. And there are two ways you can really supplement, and one is to trade for pitching, which is says is a is a lot easier said than done. And then two, you go out and you spend for it. And your question is, will the Orioles go out and spend for it? But there's a second part of that question: is will top type pitchers guys come to Baltimore to yeah. continue this? Will they come to Camden Yard? Yeah, it is a two pronged question, and. Not only have the Orioles not spent on, on big money pitchers over the years, but big money pitchers, when all things are equal or even close to equal, will go elsewhere. You know, the pitchers that come to, to Camden Yards, the free agent guys that come to Camden Yards who have 
you know, somewhat of a resume. A, don't have a lot of suitors for in a given year for whatever reason. And B, have some warts and basically are taking the most money. Give you Alex Cobb, I give you Abaldo Jimenez. And the problem is, you know, those guys, you know, people people want to want to completely push Abaldo Jimenez out of the way as a terrible pitcher. But, you know, he had a really good year in Cleveland. He had a couple good years in, in Colorado. He was one of the top, like, top mid-tier free agents available that year. And pretty much everyone stopped, you know, paying for, for free agents. Yep. And Jimenez flipped to them. And the same thing happened with Cobb and Cashner to a, to a smaller extent. So you're going to spend the money on these guys. You're not going to beat the San Francisco's or the L.A. Dodgers or whomever it might be who are going to overspend for these players because they're in better pitching parks or they're, you know, teams that are more established. So you'd have to spend an outrageous amount of money to get the top-type pitchers here, and I don't think Euro's going to do that. They certainly wouldn't have done that under Mr. Angelos. I don't know about the Suns, but Mr. Angelos had a, a philosophy that, you know, too many years for a pitcher yep. was too much. And really that's what it comes down to when you get a top pitcher is a lot of years. Dan Connolly is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. We're talking to him about, uh, you know, the state of the Orioles rebuild, in particular the pitching side of things. And, Dan, like, I, I, it sounds, and I'm not trying to suggest that you're, like, second-guessing them or that you're smarter than anybody over there or that you know more than Mike Elias, but it sounds like maybe this strategy of, like, drafting all bats and when you've had high picks only taking bats – maybe that wasn't the greatest strategy. Maybe there needed to be a little bit more balance uh, in, in where they were drafting, at least early on, over the last couple of years. Well, that's my observation. Now, to hedge it, you know, Mike Elias, this is his job. This is what he does. This is what Sig Meidel and, and the rest of that group does. And what they have figured out, what they believe is correct, is you go after bats, mainly college bats, guys who are seasoned based on certain things. And then in the later rounds, you can find pitching that based, you know, that, that they can kind of, they feel like they can develop and they are going after college arms who have multiple pitches, who have high strikeout rates and low walk rates. And that is what they believe is going to be the success of this you know, franchise going forward. And maybe it will. And obviously, they put a lot of research into this. Um, but, you know, I've been covering baseball for a long time. And for the most part, you have your John Means 11th rounders who succeed. But for the most part, the pitchers that really get there and continue to succeed and are consistent in the major league level are usually higher draft picks, are usually in the top five rounds, are usually in the top two or three rounds. You know, we're talking about Rodriguez and Hall. They were both first-rounders, and they're the top of, of this Orioles you know, pecking order as far as uh, you know, the, the, the young pitchers coming. So maybe this works, and obviously time will tell. But my belief is you have to have a good balance of it, and right now they don't. Now, you know, the, the people who say I'm a naysayer and they're you know, yelling at me on, on social media and stuff say that they can take some of these young bats and that are successful and trade it for pitching. And certainly that is the case, but that is a risk as well. And right. you don't know what your situation is going to be. And so I just feel like there should have been more balance. And I feel like when I look at this pitching, you know, this, this cupboard, if you will, of pitchers and the minors, not a lot stands out to me. And I'm not a trained scout, but I did talk to two trained scouts, 
and they said the same thing, and that's why I'm concerned. Dan Connolly with us here on GCR. Dan, it also sounds like it, it would almost be fair to say that even more so than you know, Adley Rutschman's, even more so than the, the number one picks and whether whatever Heston Kerstad ends up becoming and Colton Kowser, that perhaps like the really defining statement about you know, Mike Elias and his regime here in Baltimore will be what you're talking about, those later round pitchers, right? Like that this, all of this hinges far more on that than it even does the guys they took at the top of the draft. Likely. Although, like I said, if they can make the right trades and, and it mitigates you know, and, it, sure. And, you know, and, and get like, like, you know, tap the, the high potential guys. I mean, if you notice, Every time a, a it seems like every time a first or second round pitcher, especially, but even a, even an offensive player or a guy who'd been in a top fifty prospects and he hits the skids in an organization and gets put on, put on waivers, Elias is there to claim. I mean, you know, he is going after guys who were, you know, top of the line at one point. Mateo's, you know, for yep. instance, on that. There's a lot of guys like that, and he jumps at them and then sees if they can, you know, unlock something. So maybe if you unlock a bunch of those, you know, that, that'll mitigate what you're saying. But again, the Orioles have had 28 picks in the last three drafts in the top 10 rounds. Obviously, in you know, 2020, they only had six picks in five rounds. But if you together, it's 28 picks in the top 10 rounds under Mike Elias. And they've taken 24 hitters and four pitchers. Man. So... You know, I mean that's it's pretty staggering. It's not balanced. No, no, there's no there's no debate about that. It's pretty staggering the disparity there. All right, uh, Dan, because I have you, I have to ask the, the the dumb questions that we talk about when we do shows like this. Um, what what's what's your gut about? I as bad as this is, is this like a fait accompli at this point that Brandon Hyde won't be back, or is it more what 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 the hell would the purpose of not bringing him back be? And they're not going to be good next year either. Like. Where are we with Brandon Hyde at this point? And is there some number that this could get to where, like, he might not even finish the season? I don't think so. Now, I could be wrong here, but I believe that Brandon Hyde is coming back next year. Okay. I believe that's already been set. Honestly, I believe that his option is an option for next year. I believe it's either been picked up or he's been told it's going to be picked up. Okay. Because I do believe Mike Elias thinks these two are in it together, and I do believe Mike Elias – realizes what he created with this, you know, roster overall. Um, I do not think that he is gauging anything on what Brandon Hyde is doing um, based on this record. And frankly, I think just from observing sake, you got to kind of pat Brandon Hyde on the back, even though this team is awful because he's not falling apart or at least not in front of any of us. Uh, And I think Elias, you know, I don't know if the word is treasures is right, but I think he understands that. And, you know, he appreciates that. So I think Brandon Hyde's back next year. Now, can it get so ugly that you, you have to have a fall guy? Yes. But at this point right now, I, I think Mike Elias understands that it's unfair to gauge Brandon Hyde via record at this point. And I think that's what happens. And I think so he stays next year. But then I think the heat really comes on next year because then, you know, it's a situation of, well, we've given you four. We've got to show some improvement. And at that point, the Heat's really going to be on Mike. So, you know, I, I think there will be some type of fall guy then. So w- we'll see what happens. But I do believe in my gut 
that Brandon Hyde's back here next year. And then the 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 Adley Rutschman question, right? Like the the time thing. I I still don't think there's any world in which it would make sense to even give him a cameo. I know there's been like some people that have hinted around. Well, maybe you let him have a cameo at the end of the year to reward your fans that have stuck with you through all of this misery. I just don't think that that business-wise makes sense. Are are we still to assume that he's down for the start of the season next year and then he's here the moment the service time thing clicks in? I mean, yes. Although, could I possibly see them starting with him next year to begin the season? I could. And the reason I couldn't instead of the service time thing is He'll, he'll be 24 years old. So you're talking about, you know, usually when you're trying to keep these guys down, you're trying to get an extra year of service out of them and whatever. He'll be a 30-year-old catcher when he's facing free agency. So I think at that point, you know, it, it's not as concerning maybe as if you have a 21- or 22-year-old guy starting. You know what I mean? So I, I would say that even though I think the thought is he gets two more months at Norfolk, then he comes up, you know, two more months next year at Norfolk, then he comes up when he passes it in late May or whatever it may be. Um, but again, we're also talking that the CBA is going to be the same. And uh, we don't true. know that'll be yep. the case. So that's something. And then the one other thing that I've written several times, and I think it's important to point out, and I'm not saying it's the overriding factor, but anybody who's on the 40 man roster at the end of this year or by December, those guys will not be able to play in the minors or anywhere else affiliated if there is a work stoppage. Oh, if right. If they're not on the 40-man roster and there's a work stoppage and the minor leagues begin, they can play in the minor leagues, right? Hmm. So I think all the guys who are on the bubble and don't have to be added to the 40-man roster, I think it's probably a smart and safe bet not to because you don't know what the future of it is going to be. And you certainly don't want you know, some of your top prospects to miss another half year of development. Interesting. I had totally forgotten about that, Dan. Thank you for that reminder. That is interesting. And, and obviously and, and it may not happen. Right. I correct. Mean, you know, might, they, right. They might end up having the CBA by December 1st or, or shortly thereafter and not have a work stoppage. I'm just saying if I'm planning like Elias or any other GM, yep. that is certainly, you know, on my plate. I, I completely understand that, I, and that makes a lot of sense. We will continue to monitor it. All right, uh, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, I, I literally have no idea what you're doing. Um, it is some of the easiest money that I spend every month because I go there all the time. You can get Dan's work and, of course, our buddy Jeff Zrebeck, who covers the Ravens as well. It's at Dan Connolly 2016 on Twitter. That's how you follow him. Uh, Dan, I would I would try to tell you to like en- enjoy whatever there was to enjoy. I know there's not a lot to enjoy about anything right now, but I continue to appreciate your hard work despite the fact that uh, y- y- even when you don't root for the team, even when you're like covering, it's still not fun. There's just nothing fun about going and watching something like this. So I appreciate you taking the time for us, man. And let's talk again real soon. All right. It's... You got it. Take care. Thanks, Dan. Dan Connolly. I mean, there's just there's no getting around it. It's just not. It is not fun. To, to, to be around this much losing. There's nothing fun about it. Whether you're a fan, whether you're someone who's working for the team, whether you, there's nothing fun about that. But um, you continue to work hard, do your job, the whole thing, and that's obviously what uh, Dan Connolly does because he is a professional. By the way, I do need to make sure that we have the pronunciation right for our next guest's name. I, I normally don't, uh, don't do the homework on the air, but it's, it's what it is. Um... Winding down hour number one of the program. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 
410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. From Jeff. Jeff says, Glenn, I understand what you're saying about the preseason results not mattering. That being said, would you at least agree that it's better that the Orioles are winning, not the Orioles, the Ravens. Jeff, you confused yourself. The Ravens are winning than if they were losing all of these games. No! No! No. I heard somebody try to do this bit the other day. They tried to correlate the Ravens' preseason results with the fact that they've typically, under John Harbaugh, been good to start the season. And try to direct some sort of connection between winning games in the preseason with winning games at the start of the year. And because the Ravens do win games at the start of the year, I understand the temptation to make that connection. But you know when else the Ravens win games? The middle of the year. The end of the year. The Ravens win games all the time. The Ravens win games constantly. Constantly. John Harbaugh has won a billion games. So the notion that it has anything to do with the preseason, that that's why they win games at the beginning of the year, versus they're just a really good roster that's constantly had good players, is insane. It's us trying to make a leap for the sake of making a leap because we want these things to matter. You know what I expect the Ravens to do at the beginning of the year? I expect them to be in good position to win games. And the reason I expect that has nothing to do with the fact that they've won games in the preseason. It's because they have a good roster and a good quarterback. And when you have that, I expect you to be able to win football games. We just want to make jumps because we want, we want things to matter. That's the way it is. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. I was talking about at the start of today's show, we have reached BMW Championship Week. And while we still don't know the extent fully of all 70 players going to be playing. We know we're here. It's happening. It all starts on Thursday. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about what we're going to see this week, the first PGA Tour event in Baltimore in six decades. He is the director of golf at Caves Valley. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Dennis Satisher, who's with us now here on GCR. Dennis, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time, and uh, happy BMW Championship Week to you, sir. Well, Glenn, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It's a very exciting time, not only here at Cape Valley, but in Baltimore. As you alluded to, uh, the tour has not been here in 60 years. Uh, the last time they were here, Arnold Palmer won the tournament down at Mount Pleasant. So not only to have the tour here, Glenn, but to have this particular championship, yep. the BMW championship with the 70 best players in the world, is just uh, a, a gift and something that uh, we, we here, and all of us for that matter, have taken very seriously. Uh, no, no question. It's tremendous. It's great for the area. It's, it's great for Baltimore. And what it could mean, right, for the future as well is significant. Dennis, let me start. What, what should we expect? Obviously, we've never seen these guys play caves before. We, of course, saw the older guys play a couple years ago, and we saw uh, a lot of scoring when they were there a couple years ago. What should we be expecting from the golf course this week in terms of 
are, are we going to be seeing a lot of low numbers? We are talking about the, the best players in the world, obviously. Well, uh, you know, it's a very good question, Glenn. And, uh, you know, the tour really sets the golf course up. They pick the distances. Uh, you know, they've had us put in eight new tees. Uh, it'll play close to 7,600 yards. But distance isn't the way, you know, uh, you get these guys as far as scoring goes. Um, but with the senior tour, just like the big tour, you know, they think these guys are really good. And birdies and eagles are a little more attractive to, to the gallery and to people watching right. than bogeys and double bogeys. Right. So uh, I, I think we'll see some low scoring. But this is a Tom Fazio course. Uh, for the last two years, the tour has been here several times and talked to us about things we needed to tweak and to do. Uh, they set uh, the courses up every week for the tour. So they've been, it's not been a Caves Valley or our people deciding, uh, you know, whether to make a par five, a par four, or bring the lake in, or put the bunkers, whatever. So we have very professional leadership in that regard. And uh, you know, there'll be some low scores, but I think there'll be 63s, 4s, and 5s, uh, and not 60s and 61s or even 59s. Uh, they are good. They're very good. And the conditions here, uh, you know, if the weather continues to be the way we're expecting, are going to be exceptional. So you're going to see some great golf. And, you know, when I talk to – just to finish this off, Glenn, when I talk to the guys from the tour – I said, what, do you, what score do you think will win or talking about scoring? He said, we're not worried about the score here. What we want is a great leaderboard and an exciting finish. And that was a very good answer, and, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So we're pulling for a, a leaderboard that has names and people we, we know and excitement and, and a great finish. So yeah. uh, that's a long answer, but, no, but uh, it's of course. see some low scores and some great golf. That's and that's what people. That's what makes it exciting. That's that's great stuff, Dennis. What are you? What do you love most about the course, and what are you most excited for the world to get to see about Caves Valley this weekend? Well, uh, you know this part of Baltimore, and and really, Glenn, this is is really a Baltimore event. You know, Caves has been the vehicle to get the people here, but uh, very quickly we were looking for two thousand volunteers to run the event. We got them in three days. And unheard of, we have 500 people on a waiting list to be a volunteer. Mm. Usually they're 500 short, scrambling for people to finish it off. So, uh, but what I'm looking for, it's a Tom Fazio golf course. And the uh, nine holes of our golf course is carved through the trees and has some elevation chains. And the other nine is, is in the valley with some lakes and water there. So it's, you know, this horse country area just outside of Baltimore, you know, the, the farm country, the horse country is just beautiful. The trees, the, the rolling hills, and with Tom Fazio voted by his peers as the best architect of modern day times, as our architect, I think it's going to show beautifully. NBC is doing the broadcast. Tommy Roy heads that up, and he's, he was here for the senior open in 02. And uh, I think uh, our tweaks and improve not improvements, our, our, our things we've done for the tournament, I think are going to show beautifully. So rolling hills, uh, green grass, white bunkers, and some lakes, 
Uh, it, I, I just feel in my heart it's going to show beautifully. Dennis Satisher is with us. He's the director of golf at Caves Valley. He joins us on Glenn Clark Radio ahead of this weekend's BMW Championship. And there are still some tickets available, bmwchampionship.com, in order to get yours. Dennis, um, the, the, you mentioned the, the support, the volunteers. It definitely seems like this has been something that Baltimore has embraced. Do you feel as though there is a real opportunity for this not just to be a one-time BMW championship thing, that what, what's happening this week could beget future events, major championships, other significant events coming the way of Caves Valley, depending on you know how this looks on NBC this weekend? Well, I, I, I think it very much uh, could affect uh, a return, for example, this BMW championship has a history of returning to every four or five years to places that have been successful venues for them. So there's no question uh, the world of golf nationally and internationally will be watching this. So I think it'll have a direct impact on, on our future relative to uh, uh, the tournaments coming back to Baltimore. But one thing I'd like to mention, Glenn, that, that is, I think, such a great part of our story is this event is run by the Western Golf Association, which, which runs and manages the Evans Scholar Program. Mm -hmm. So we've sold record amounts of hospitality, $10 million uh, of hospitality. But the proceeds from this event and from all the sale of this hospitality and the tickets go to the funding of these kids. There's 1,100 of them on full scholarships through the Evans Scholar Program. So as you come out and watch this tournament, and as our people in Baltimore and, and in our club have purchased hospitality, the proceeds of these, these sales go to kids, uh, young men and women. Uh, there are 21 universities that have Evans Scholars attending them. There are 15 or so that have Evans Scholar houses, and we're working very hard uh, to have one uh, over at the University of Maryland College Park. So it's, it's a great championship and great to have here. But the, the beauty of this in the end is we're helping young people get to college, get educated, and, and move on with their lives in a very positive way. Uh, so and, and leaving we a just footprint. feel great about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no question, Dan. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, too, to leave a footprint in the community where you're talking about in college. But that's, that's a wonderful thing uh, that can come from all of this. Dennis, if someone is still on the fence, if someone's just a casual golf fan, right? Like someone maybe tunes in for you know, like the final round of the Masters and the final round of the, the U.S. Open, but, but isn't an ardent golf fan, what would you tell them about why they should make some time to get out to Caves this weekend and check out the BMW Championship? Well, what I'd tell them is like if it was going to a concert with great uh, you know, artists in singing or, or, or performing, these are, uh, you know, you don't have to be a golfer to appreciate the skill level and the competition is so keen and it's a, a, a gentlemanly atmosphere here where everyone is trying so hard, but everyone treats the game and each other with respect and, and, and dignity. So seeing the best at anything to me is something that is worthwhile. And this absolutely, uh, these are the best golfers in the world. No cut, 70 players. And some of the majors don't have a field this strong. Uh, so, you know, to have this here, just to come out and watch these, these men 
execute, compete, and be gentlemanly about it, about a game that, for those of us that play it, very, very difficult, I think is a real treat and uh, a, a bit of a privilege to watch them perform. So I think with our golf course, uh, the weather cooperating, uh, with all of this put together and, uh, you know, a great charity uh, tied into it, uh, I think people would enjoy it even if, uh, you know, they're not golfers to watch these guys play. I, I don't disagree with any of that. And as you mentioned, it is a remarkable field. The first round is Thursday. And as I mentioned, there are still some tickets available. Get to BMWChampionship.com right now in order to get yours for the BMW Championship. Dennis Satisher, I will be out there a couple times this week. Uh, can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see the course and can't wait for the country and the world uh, to see what Caves Valley and Baltimore have to offer as a big event city. Really appreciate taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Enjoy the week, and let's talk uh, again Glenn, soon. Thank you so much for for having me and, and supporting this event, and I want uh, everyone to feel a part of the team, and, and let's show uh, the world what Baltimore can do with uh, the major champions. Strong agree. Strong agree. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis Satisher, the director of golf at Caves Valley, uh, joining us here on GCR, and again... We are giving away tickets for Thursday and Friday. I got a pair of tickets for both days, grounds access and access to the trophy club. Pair of tickets and access to the trophy club for Thursday and for Friday. If you want them on Twitter, hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio. Just say, I want it or I want them. I had two of our out-of-towners, including uh, John, message and say, could I be registered to give them to someone back home? Yes. I would prefer that you tell that person to listen. Like, John, tell your brother Jason to listen. I get kind of Jason was a regular listener back in the day. And apparently the Internet is too difficult for him. Just, I've had this, and he lied to me. When I saw him at the, the draft, he said, oh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. Jason, I know that's not true. I know it's not. Of course, you're not hearing this because I know it's not true. You have apparently decided that the Internet is a bridge too far for you to consume uh, the show. Change that, John. Tell him to, to get that straightened out. But, yes, if you are an out-of-towner who's listening but you know someone here who would want the tickets, um, you just got to find out from them whether they want Thursday or Friday because when you say, I want them or I want it, you got to tell me. If they could only go on Thursday or they could only go on Friday, you got to put that in parentheses. I want them Thursday. I want them Friday. And if it doesn't matter, if you could go either day, you just need to say I want them or I want it. At Glenn Clark Radio with two N's. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. That's how you get in to let us know that you want the tickets that we've got for the BMW Championship on Thursday or Friday. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. I want them or I want it. I want you guys also to be uh, getting to the state fair. I can't believe, like, we're finally here. Like, that's also starting this weekend. Did you guys realize that? Like, this August is flew by. It's over. It's over. The summer's gone, which is good because we get the football season. I do like that. But like, it's over. So this is this is it. It's time for you to get out to the Maryland State Fair to meet some of the current, former, and future Baltimore football stars that are hanging out for the Purple Takeover with Grade 8's memorabilia. And it all starts this weekend. So it's over the course of the next two weekends, there will be signings involving the likes of Lenny Moore, Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, Ben Cleveland, Adafe Owe, 
You can meet all of those guys and more, 11 in total. There is still a ticket available that gets you all of your pictures and autographs, all of them, for one low price, $350, which, again, if you know anything about this business, you understand how absurd that is that you can get all of them for that low price. Or you can pick out the guys that you want to meet that you're looking for an autograph from individually. And during the course of the Maryland State Fair in Timonium, you'll be able to meet all of those guys or whichever ones you want. Find out more by going to great8smemorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number eight, the letter S, the word memorabilia.com. I trust that you can handle that. Memorabilia is tough to spell sometimes. Sometimes it is. You're not wrong about that. But if, if you can't figure it out, just do your best, search it, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Google's pretty smart, too. When we come back in, uh, a couple things that we haven't gotten to yet that I wanted to cover. Jeremy Kahn still coming up later on this hour. You can still uh, check in with us at Glenn Clark Radio. Your thoughts on why it is that you want to sell me that the Ravens' preseason streak matters, and I will rip it apart and tell you how stupid you are and how wrong you are. But it's, it's fun. It's, it's sports. So why not? We'll continue to do it. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Eights Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its Millennium Fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, 
and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. We continue on a Monday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by your friends at Glory Days Grill, where they are hiring. And I know a lot of you still sort of trying to figure out exactly where your life is going to take you post-pandemic. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of the many restaurants in the area and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill. A lot of people mad at Dan Connolly um, from, from Josh. Dan's Dan, you know, said that trading for pitching is easier said than done. And Josh said, easier said than done is so dismissive. If you have tradable prospects, it's not hard. Just seems like a throwaway line to buoy his half-baked narrative. I, this wasn't my line, so, you know, I won't. And, and somebody else followed this up, too. Uh, uh, CD. Uh, Chris Davis? I don't think it was Chris Davis. The Orioles won the AL East in 2014 by 12 games and swept Scherzer, Price, and Verlander in the ALCS with Chris Tillman, Wei-Yin Chen, Bud Norris, Miguel Gonzalez, and Kevin Gaussman all having sub-four ERAs. Mm, true. I mean, that's true enough. Also, why exactly is trading with a number two far system easier said than done? So let's cover a couple of things there because you're kind of all over the place, but I'll cover it all. And again, this isn't, this isn't I'm not Dan Connolly, and I didn't say what Dan Connolly said, but I'll, I'll, I'll do this from my behalf. One, easier said than done is, of course, true. This notion that you can just make trades because you want to make trades is hogwash. That doesn't exist. Are there trades that can be made more in baseball than in maybe not any other sport because in basketball? Are there more trades for quality players in baseball than in any other sport? Probably, yes because there are more haves and have-nots within baseball, and once you decide to become a have, there are typically more have-nots that are willing to deal with you. There is more disparity between the teams that are and are not trying, and that does lead typically to there being more trades. But 
Dan Dan made the point that like trying to to suggest to yourself that because you have the number two farm system, that's the reason why you'll be able to trade in order to acquire pitching. You're conf- you're allowing yourself to be confused between the notion that you're so flooded with talent versus you have literally the top position player and the top pitching prospect in all of baseball, and that's why the system is considered number two is because you're top heavy. Or there's the counter-argument that in order for the team to get to the point where they would be in the business of acquiring pitchers at the deadline with the expectation of competing, it's not unreasonable to assume that the other guys that are in the top 100 are probably going to be a part of that competition as well. Right? Maybe. Like, I'm saying like right. it's hard to see a scenario where Colton Kalzer and Heston Kerstad and Gunnar Henderson are still minor league players, and the Orioles are no, in the hunt at not. the trade deadline. If, if putting Adley Rutschman on the team, Grayson Rodriguez, and tr- Cedric Mullins continuing to be this Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mountcastle continuing this set Ryan still Mountcastle. Only one pitcher. I'm not saying pitchers. it can get. Well, no, the pitching is absolutely a problem. There's no question about that, but that's what we're talking about here. Like, there is a scenario by which you can get to a point where the the order is sustainable and you have a sustainable, if not overwhelming, lineup, but there's just nothing. The cupboard is utterly and completely bare pitching-wise. Like, you can get to that point where you're not competing at the deadline, but you can look at a roster going into a season and say, if we only had some pitching, this team might have a chance and say, well, maybe we can try to change for the pitching or trade for the pitching. But the notion that you have so much to trade from because you, in 2021, were told you had four or five other the, guys that probably have significant value. Significant being relative, I, right? I, like I'm not going to give you significant. That, that have value, and based on what have, we saw from the trade deadline last year where there were few trades that involved blockbuster packages of prospects, would be able to you get s- you something. You say that. What did, I mean, I mean, to get... Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, the return that, that was... That one in particular didn't involve a lot. That wasn't the only trade. And the Barrios trade showed that it took you a lot. And that like, was the only one where it seemed to be a big ransom it, coming back. That was the one where it seemed to be an insane amount for sure. My but, point is, as you mentioned, with there being more have-nots than haves, it's all, first of all, the conversation about what you're getting back in return clearly impacts the discussion as a whole. I mean, you could certainly acquire middling talent and not pay all that much. But based on what we've seen and how, I would say, hesitant and resistant teams have been to give up their top prospects, I don't know. I don't know if just saying, okay, we're willing to give you Westberg or Henderson in return for, and others, obviously, it wouldn't just be one for one, in return for this piece. I don't know that it wouldn't be enough. I also don't know that it would be. I mean, this is why it's easier said than done. This is why this is very simple. If Dan Connolly had said, you can't do that, he would be wrong. He didn't. He said it's easier said than done. Because in theory, we can just trade whatever we have for other things, and teams will want what we have. It doesn't actually work that way. That's, that's, that's not it. That's not a thing. And most teams want pitching. Nobody's trying to trade for Trey Mancini. We've said this a billion times. Everybody wants pitching. So typically, when we get to this situation, you could perhaps be a team that's willing to take on more money in a trade, and that's how you're able to to, to pull it off. You could take on a Max Scherzer. The Orioles have shown no inclination to be the team that's going to do that. So either you've got to be the team that's willing to take on outrageous contracts, 
or you've got to be competitive in a market where everyone is looking for pitching and assume that you have so much that you'll win. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. It's just easier said than done, which is exactly what Dan Connolly said. It's conflated by the, well, maybe you don't really need pitching. Maybe you can just get lucky and have a year like 2014 where all of the guys that you throw out there are just good enough. Well, they should probably go out and sign a Dallas Keuchel just well, to I mean, do I'd, it, to I'd, fill in I'd, the I'd innings. Certainly, and, I'd certainly be okay with you know, that. Start and would, trying to think about ways that would, Cannon Yards being what it is. There's a few ground Paul, ground Paul. Ground ball oriented pitchers. It's Logan Paul. He's yeah. he's. Uh, I don't know really what he does. I don't know that what will be describe. or figure to be available this off season that won't break the bank. And the Orioles hopefully will be in on those guys because Lord knows it didn't work to just go get Matt Harvey. But that's not the kind of addition we're talking about here. That's kind of trying to strike gold and see if you could turn. Yeah, that's not that's not an actual addition. That's you. not actually signing a pitcher. I hear you. Yeah, that's not what that is. You would have to sign a qualified major league pitcher and. I don't know that they could entice one of those That's guys. Very to come. difficult without being willing to overpay for it. Again, Even, yeah. this goes back to easier said than done. But yes, could it all? Could you have the stars magically align, and a year in which guys are better than they really are, and you just have a good defense behind them to help them out in that prospect process? Like were were Wei and Chen and Miguel Gonzalez really as good as they were at that point, or were they? Were their numbers a little bit better than their actual talent would suggest because they had Jonathan Scope, J.J. Hardy, and Manny Machado behind them, and Adam Jones? And Mark Aikens? Sure. And, I think uh, I think we all know what the answer guy, might really be there. And, David, hmm? what was that guy? David Lowe. David Lau. Well, he was there in 12. He wasn't there. Hey. Oh, no, wait, wait. He was, he was around. Yeah, he was 14. He, he was ran 14. well. He ran well. I'm trying to think. Who was the guy that was there in 12 that... Uh, they had. They had. Who was? The, he ended up with the Nationals. No, the guy. There was a guy that Paul? played regularly. No. Oh, for Pete's sake! He came to the plate uh, with that. Curious. Oh, come on. Steve Pierce. No, no. Um, Damn it. Oh, Nate McLeod. Jesus Christ. Well, oh my God. Fourteen. No, it? that was twelve. That was the foul pole. That was Yankee Stadium. Okay. In 2012, that was all of that. Nate McLeod was who I was trying to think of, and I just blanked on him for whatever reason. Could you could you create that? Could it end up being that you somehow replicate that defense behind this and you don't need overwhelming pitching? But again, you're asking for a, a, a magical scenario to come together. Is it impossible? Again, no. Is it likely? Uh-uh. Does it change Dan's point? There is no world in which Dan's point is half-baked. The half-baked theory is that he's wrong. That's half-baked. Dan's absolutely right. It ain't there. Which, again, as he pointed out, doesn't mean there aren't ways that it can't come. It also doesn't that mean that the guys that... like Bradish and Bauman can't be real major league pitchers. But assuming that they are is Correct. a mistake. Correct. It's a massive mistake to work under the assumption that there's going to be another John Means. The mistake is assuming otherwise. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean it can't happen. But to do all of your math and create a timeline, and within that timeline, for part of it to be an assumption that these guys are going to be the answer would be foolhardy, to say the least. J.J. Foolhardy. J.J. Foolhardy. And that's Dan's point. And he's right. 
And that hurts because you want to believe that the rebuild is everything's going swimmingly because it makes you feel better about how miserable you are right now and watching baseball games. But the reality is not that's not true. The reality is you needed to acquire something in the trades that you made, and the Orioles didn't. Somebody, I think it was Jeff, my buddy Jeff Ehrman from Inside MD Sports, like as we were having this conversation last week, he was like, but seriously, should they be this far behind in the rebuild? I'm like, yes, because they didn't get any talent. Because when they set this whole thing up, they have nothing to show for it. I mean, maybe Ryland Bannon will somehow come around to being a player. You I know just call all, him up to do it. We're all, we're all hot and bothered by him hitting home runs right now, but there's still nothing that suggests that Ryland Bannon is a major league prospect. You're the GM. Do you call him up? I, I, hey, you're the GM. Tough choice that's no, made. No, I don't just do things for the sake of doing them. No. I don't think there's, nothing, no. I don't think there's any reason not to, put it, I mean, frankly. I mean, Franco's not, he's floundering. That's fine. And then like, at this point, like, why not just let the dude run around and hit a little bit and th- see if but, he can but or can't? That, that, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we can say that about just about anything. Why not do anything, right? Well, yeah. Like, why not do anything? I, yeah. They do. I'm not going to be bothered by it, but I'm not going to feel compelled to because we don't have a track record that suggests that Rylan Bannon is ready to be a Major League Baseball player by any stretch of the imagination. We're just all enamored by the fact that he's hitting some home runs of late. That's it. He's doing, he's hitting other stuff too. He's doing, he's hitting very well in the last 15 games or so. Great. I get it. I'm not going to pretend that that means he's ready for Major League Baseball, but I also won't pretend that anybody they're trying out at third base is. Fine. God bless. So we got that. So nothing matters, and just sure. do, just everybody go dance. Go be the Savannah yeah. Bananas. You know, like just all that. go. You know, take a mic, introduce yourself, walk into the plate, try to get people to come to the games. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Um, but this is fighting with Dan. Is fighting against reality. I don't know what else to tell you. I, you want me to make you feel better when you sleep at night? You know. You have to pay a little extra. Correct. It's the way it works around here. Guarantee fairy, man. Jeremy said he didn't want to talk to you, by the way. It's fine. I don't care. I don't want to talk to Jeremy. He stinks. Oh, is that him? Yeah, he wants to talk to me. I don't care about that either. It's what it is. It's just what it is. I can't help you here. I can't help you in this department if you don't want to deal with reality, if you just want to pretend like everything is fine and everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. I don't care that the Orioles are losing games. I'll say that a million times. Irrelevant to me that the Orioles have lost 18 straight games. But trying to pretend as though the rebuild is going swimmingly is also not accurate. And to Dan's point about... Happy to see Hessen Kerstad returning to baseball activities. great, wonderful. May, may Hessen Kerstad go back to being a guy that was worthy of being the number two pick in the draft, if not more than that. May he be the greatest baseball player in the history of forever. But what you're looking at today and what you're duping yourself into because someone is ranking the Orioles the number two system, they're reacting to two players. And it's why there are other rankings, and I get it. You don't like them. You don't like Keith Law. You've decided that he hates the Orioles. That's fine. Do it all you want. But when Keith Law says, I'm not going to overreact to a farm system because there are two top-heavy players, and I'm going to grade the system as a whole, and I'm not going to tell you the Orioles are the number two system because of it, you don't just get to say, well, he hates the Orioles. That's a thoughtful way of looking at a system. Everybody's excited about Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. That's great. But that's two guys. Two. That even if they pan out at the highest level that could be expected of them, it's two. 
And it doesn't mean that these other guys can't outperform expectations. But it's not reasonable to assume it. That's where we are. Today's show is also brought to you by Sports and Social. Still some time. I know the next couple of weekends are the two biggest fantasy draft weekends of the year, and their fantasy draft packages are still available at Sports and Social and Live Casino Hotel. Get yours right now. It can include, for just starting at $250, your draft board, space for 12 people, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, three orders of nachos with guacamole, and even more than that. Throw in some dynamic pricing options, including massage chairs, a model to host your draft, and more. SportsSocialMD.com or email events at SportsSocialMD.com to find out more. He is always our model for our fantasy drafts. We have him in a, a very short skirt and, uh, and a long jacket every time. He is our friend Jeremy Kahn from 105.7 The Fan, and he's with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? I believe sheep go to heaven and goats, goats go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. He's going the distance. <laughs> Do you understand, like, by the way, I, I did this math with somebody recently because I think Cake toured with Ben Folds 5 like two years ago. Oh. And somebody said to me, like, I don't know, that seems like it'd be an interesting show. I'm like, you would have the time of your life at that. You yeah, cry. You cry during Ben Folds 5, right? Like, you think about all the mistakes you made in your life. And then you would literally sing along to Every like you know so many more cake songs than you realize you do. Like they're they do not get nearly enough love for the fact that their catalog is unbelievable. Like they have at least fifteen jams that when you hear you're like I love this song, man. Cake is so. I remember when I bought my first Cake album and was listening to it. And I bought it specifically uh, for I think it was Never There. Never there. Yeah. I think that's the song, and I started listening to it and said, oh my God, I love every song on Correct. this album. And, and, and I love that when I can play, like I can put an album on and just play it through and not want to change it. And you don't get to do that with everything. Like I have my favorite bands, but even then I can pick out one or two songs on an album. It's like, ah, that one's not for me. Um, but when you get that one where just all the way through, oh, everything. Love them. Great. They're so good. They are so good. Now I want to go see Cake. Let's just stop doing this and let's just go. Let's go find out where Cake's playing tonight. It's weird. I just want to eat some. That's a fair. You know what? I brought some with me to the office today. If you want to stop by, <laughs> I brought some pound cake from the weekend. All right, what's going on in your world, pal? How are you? So I just got back from Key West, which was interesting. Oh, I saw you um, were doing some uh, imbibing down there. I saw there was some yeah. consumption while you were away. Scorpion shots. We did. Now tell um, me about that. What is a scorpion shot? So, I mean, all it is, it's, it's a scorpion in, in mezcal tequila, which is, I mean, it's, but, it's basically but just do you, start wait, your but car. Do you consume the scorpion? You do, yeah. Yes. Why? Yeah, to say you did. Um, all right, can I answer that with a question? Sure. Why not? Okay, I understand what you're saying. Like, I understand <laughs> yeah. that this is a, it's somebody told you to do it, but, like, what was the first person that ever put a scorpion? This was, a it was scorp- I have to know the answer to this. It was about, like, literally, they were doing it for gringos, because they knew that it would be something that they would do to make them feel more inclined to take shots of this liquor and essentially just say that they did it. You say you so what you know just said that. is white people are stupid. Yes, effectively, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm not, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. I, 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 would, I would double source that, by the way. Um, <laughs> Let me check. Like, I'm white. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, right. So. No, I, you know, that, that part is true. I'm not debating that whatsoever. It's, it's more... <laughs> Like, it serves no actual benefit to the liquor. That's what it, like every like time that. I see some of these, like one of these things, I'm like, why? No. Just like, why do so I, I need? I, 
Go ahead. Well, down down Ocean City one year, like uh, somebody bought a bottle of tequila that had the worm in it. She's like, oh, there's a worm in it. I said, I'll eat that damn thing. So I like chewed it up and then did a shot of tequila down there. Um, and like honestly, when when something's in alcohol that long, it just takes on the flavor of the alcohol. You're not tasting anything. And they cut the tails off the scorpion, so there's no harm to it. Uh, there was some genuine worry about it getting caught in your throat, and then what happens if I'm sitting here, you know, dry heaving with a, right? a scorpion in my oh, throat? Oh, God, yeah. no, but, no. But it went down pretty smooth. Oh, you say, well, yeah, you. I mean, oh, my God, you drank everything. Like, there's literally nothing that you've never consumed before. Well, the, you... the funny thing about this place, Lucy's, in, uh, in Key West was, so you, it was $20 for a shot, and you get a shirt. So, like, three of the guys, I wear a 2XL. I like, I like my clothes baggy. Everybody makes fun of me because of it, but I'm not a 2XL guy, um, even though, you know, I got some heft on me. I'm bringing Chubby back. It's fine. All right. But, uh, I, I, know, I want so you to know, like, I love all your curves. I just want you to know oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll keep getting them curvier for you. Thank you. Um, but, but, no, like, so there were three of us that wanted 2XL shirts. One guy wanted an XL. One guy wanted a, a medium and another one wanted a large. So the guy comes back and he's like, hey, man, I understand if you guys don't want to do the shots, uh, we don't have any 2XL shirts. And we're like, all right, well, give us XLs. So he goes back, comes back. He's like, hey, man, uh, we don't have any uh, medium or large shirts. All we have are smalls and XLs. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, I understand if you don't want out of the shots. And it was like the perfect opportunity for everybody to back out of the shot. And I said, no. No, we're, we're doing all this. Right. XL yeah, shirts, correct. And yes. we're all doing the shots. You're not backing out. So we did the shots and now we all have shirts that really don't fit anyone except one guy. Are you so, at the great. point in your life, like, I, I, I'll i make this comparison. We did this uh, We did this drinking show around the holidays that we'll probably end up having to do again because it was very successful, and the mm-hmm. point is that we wanted to help Helping Up Mission, and, and Jeremy was so kind to help us out in that. Um, but, I like, like an hour later, you were fine. I wanted to die. Like, I was prepared for death. <laughs> Are you at the point in your life where, like, there's just nothing that could make you puke? Like, you... No. You, no, so I like the, the the story with me is like if I consume too like I can consume quite a bit, um, but if I do overdo it, uh, then I will get sick and I'm wrecked for. If I throw up, I'm done for seven to ten days. Like it, my system gets so out of whack, um, I lose my voice. Like it just gets it gets incredibly ugly. Which is what I found out when I went out with my friends uh, for this bachelor party is that. That, so that you're incredibly I can, ugly? I mean, that's that's just no, mean-spirited. No. I found that out, too. Was, <laughs> no women came up to me and were hitting on me. Surprising. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it was the Speedo I was wearing. But, um, <laughs> thought well, that would have helped. The, no, like, my, my, if you tell me, hey, we're going out day drinking and we're getting smashed, or we're going out tonight and we're getting smashed in, if you tell me we're doing both, I say pick one because I cannot do both uh, anymore. Okay. I can't drink during the day and then drink at night because then it just makes me feel incredibly ill. To which some of my friends could, and somebody pointed out and said, I've never seen you that drunk. And I'm going, well, because I, I always cut it off when I start to feel like, hey, I'm getting to that point where right. yeah, it's, it can get weird. It's time to go, uh, it's time to go lay down. Thing. I'm a re- yeah. yeah, I'm a responsible drunk, if that makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good time all in all, and um, saw a lot of interesting things in Key West. Yeah, right. Do you have any other like terrible alcohols that you've been sa- saving, or are we oh, safe imagine. to drink decent oh, stuff this time? I can't oh, imagine. I got plenty. I'll bring like, you guys. When we're down, I'll, I'll I'll definitely bring in some that are <laughs> just not that awful. Spicy uh, vodka. That was my least the, favorite uh, one. The Gili yeah. or whatever the hell that was. God, yeah. that was that no, was way that too either. much. That was way too much. All right, Jeremy Khan is with us. Of course, you see his picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com and listen to him on the Big Bad Morning Show 105.7 The Fan. 
Um, where are you, Jeremy? Like Dan Connolly just said, he thinks Brandon Hyde's gonna be back next year. And last week, I heard from people that were like, "Well, this is easy. You just get to the end of the year. You don't pick up his option." Like, no offense, good guy, but you just don't come back from being the manager of a team that lost, you know, 14 straight games at one point and 18 and counting later on in the year. There's no way that you can allow that guy to continue to be your manager. I I probably would say, hey, you know, this is a this is a good opportunity for you to to, to part ways. But Dan's convinced that, like, either they've already picked up his option or they're definitely going to pick up his option for next year. Where are you with Brandon Hyde, knowing this certainly isn't his fault, but he is the manager of the team? Yeah, I mean, I've said this before. Like, I really want to see him get an opportunity when the team's going to be good, uh, or it, you know, if they get good. Um, the problem is, like, ultimately, I, I said when he was first hired, like, we know how this works. Look at the White Sox. You know, they had Renteria there, and then all of a sudden they're going to get good. They fire him and bring in Tony LaRusso. Was LaRusso the greatest manager of all time and turned him into a winner? No, I mean, I think he has something to do with their success. But you could see they were already poised, especially with the way the division went, to make that next step. And that's what teams typically do. They, they have a couple of guys that, you know, haven't been established yet in the league. Every once in a while you see uh, – and A.J. Hinch, who kind of gets, you know, gets it, and then they figure it out, and then they get good with him there, and they're like, hey, we should ride this train and see how this goes. And you find out, hey, he is a pretty good manager. Now Detroit's saying that. Um, I, I have no problem with him getting another opportunity. In fact, I, mean, I like him. I, I, I actually like what, uh, what the Braves said about the Orioles this weekend, whether people want to buy into it or not. Like, they're not very good. They're out there playing their asses off, some of the young guys. Um, and, you know, they, they were in a couple of games with a team that's leading their division. Ultimately, it ended up in three losses. But, you know, uh, I, I don't care about what happens on the field right now. I'm really – like, I can talk to somebody like you. I got to hear what you were talking about with the Orioles. I just can't deal with fans that are like, oh, my God, they lost 18 straight, get rid of everything, blow it all up, it sucks. Well, that's what they're doing. They're still in that process. And, and I think the team that Mike Elias took over was so much more worse than we could have ever possibly imagined with no international scouting. No, no great prospects to think of. All the dumps that they made, the trades that they made for, you know, with Kevin Gossman, with Manny Machado, with Jonathan Scope, and all the guys that they moved up, they really didn't get much back in return. <laughs> almost, literally almost nothing. I well, mean, they like, got did, they got Aaron O'Day's contract. Yeah, they did do that. They got Dylan Tate. That's what they have to show for all of those trades they made. Is they drafted Dylan Tate. No, they got Dylan Tate in the... The, the Tate, Yankees they? trade. They got that in the Dylan Tate came over to the Yankees sure the, trade. No, he didn't. Who am I thinking of? Brandon Klein. Yeah, yeah my mistake. They did not. I don't okay. know what yeah, the comparison yeah. is. I think they were, were but, but thank you for grinding things to a halt, though. They're I do pitchers. appreciate that. There's, there's, <laughs> that, that, was, that was dynamite. Yeah. That, but, you know, but in, in all honesty, with, with the way that the team's playing, whether or not they lose, like, so they lose 18 in a row right now as we stand. If they had lost six in a row, 1 1, lost. You know, six more in a row, one another. Like in my mind, it doesn't matter. And then the whole thing with, like, what Ken Rosenthal wrote. Um, oh my God, they're on pace to lose this many games. And I go, if they lose one eighteen or they lose one oh eight, like it really doesn't matter. In, in the grand scheme of things, it just changes. It could change where you're yeah, drafted. Yeah, and and, and that's are. and that's a weird bit. Like that, only has been doing that bit where it's like somehow this is worse than when the Astros lost games because the Orioles are losing more. Like the the only thing that could be bad about this is if the Orioles won five. Like this this thing. Here's where I'll I'll completely get on board. This bit where it would be better if the Orioles were five games better is 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 insane that's an insane thing to be talking about the if you're going to be bad 
And it's not just in baseball. It's in any. If you're going to be bad, there is no benefit to being five games under 500. It is the absolute worst thing that you can be. It does not help thing, you in any way. Yeah, the thing that I hate, and I'm not telling you that like tanking's bad for the sport, but ultimately it helps these other teams get good if they do it right. Like Buster Olney was trying to point out the Phillies, who was like they tried to tank and it didn't work out, and it's like, all right, well, look at them now after all these years of losing, 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 and then. Now they're back in the mix, and uh, you know they have a, a, an outside shot, if you want to say that, of the playoffs right now. The, the problem that I see with it is all these guys are stating how bad these teams are, but they're not coming out with ways to make this better. That's not um, – the only answer is a, a salary cap floor. It's like, well, that's not necessarily just the answer because you with a floor, you need a cap. And I know they can't just come out and say, hey, we have to have a cap. And then the Players Association goes, oh, great, less money for us? Sure, we're in. I, right. I know it's not that cut and dry. Right. So they need to figure out other ways around it. So what if, you know, some people have brought up what they do in soccer, and then other people have said, why don't they have a lottery like they do in the NBA? Or you know, there, there's all different types of ways to set this up to try to get these teams to win now and to play for today. But you know, in, from a business standpoint, losing games, and I know this sounds so contradictory, but Losing games makes sense. And it's like Mark Cuban said. He said, I'm not going to tell my players to lose, but I'm going to put out an inferior product. If they win, they win. Hats off to them for playing their asses off. But if they lose, I'm not going to be upset because it gets me a better position in the draft. And for people that say, well, that's hogwash. It ruins the integrity of the sport. Like there are teams that literally will forego multiple draft picks to move up one spot in the draft for a singular player in the NFL, in football or in, in basketball We've seen it happen. The only difference is you can't trade picks in baseball. Right. Maybe that's another thing they look at. You know, I mean, there's there's so many different ways to do this, but I just don't see anybody offering anything. And the Orioles are it's a low hanging fruit. It's easy to just sit here and hit them like well, a pinata. And, 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 and I said, moved, I have no problem saying I don't. I don't love the. Con- I I would. I think it would be best if going into every season and every major American professional sport, you knew all the teams are trying. I I think that yeah. would be a wonderful. You know, somebody would say I'm a I'm a communist, right? Like some people would say that well, like, I'm different. looking for a utopian society that's not going to exist. I'm trying to share the wealth, but I in, in within the context of in professional sports, I think that it would be best for every fan of every team within that professional sport to enter a season feeling as though their team was attempting to win and had a chance. Yes, sign me up for that. Now, how do we get there? And that's to your point. All of these breathless like thoughts about how bad the Orioles are, which we all know exactly how bad they are. They're miserable. Share nothing in terms of how are we fixing that. Just banning tanking doesn't mean anything. That's not a mm-hmm. thought. That's not a concept. You want to say we're going to trade, you know, change the way we're going to uh, give out draft picks? Fine. I'll listen. Well, I'll listen it, it, to anything like that. Glenn, isn't it like the people that are like, oh, Brandon Hyde's terrible. How could he take out Matt Harvey at 85 pitches? You know, he was going well for – his four and a half innings or five innings, whatever, what, whatever it was. And it's like, okay, well, then what would you have done? You would have left in the guy that every time the third time through the lineup gets rocked. Yeah, he gets hammered. Or right. the guy, they, they took out the guy with the six-run ERA and brought in the guy with the three-and-a-half-run ERA, and it blew up in their face and didn't work. Like, there are people that say he, they need to get rid of him because of this, this, and this, but they don't give you what they would have done. It's like, would you have gone yeah, I, to? And, and that's, the, you know, it's funny, Jeremy, because I don't, I don't – look, Jeremy Kahn is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. I, I, I like Brandon Hyde as a guy, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea if he's any good at managing a baseball team. I, I couldn't – because I have no evidence to work with tell me one way or the other, right? Like, he's not really managing a baseball team here in Baltimore. No offense. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's doing something else. But I also understand, and I know Drew for years would talk about the stench of losing. 
And I do think there is something too. At some point, it's just untenable. At some point, this is who you are. And it's difficult for someone to talk to you and not associate you with the guy that's done all the losing and what your record is. And why do I respect someone that's never been any good at, at being a manager of a baseball team? Like, I don't think those things are irrelevant. I'm not telling you it's why I would fire him or I, I, I would be understanding of someone saying, I just think if it, once you do, like, but this could get the 30 games. Like, this could be insane what the Orioles could end up getting to it. I would be okay with somebody saying, that's, that's kind of who you are at some point. And because of that, a team is forced to go in another direction. If that were the case, I wouldn't really have any rebuttal to that either. Yeah. And, and the big problem, and I know a lot of people are pointing it out whenever uh, John Heyman was my least favorite because in the same day he bashed the Orioles for trotting out. Um, God, was it? I'm trying to remember which terrible pitcher it was, but they trotted out some awful pitcher. Maybe it was like an Eshelman or somebody, and he's not even that bad. But they tried it out somebody that had a seven-run ERA against the Yankees in a pennant race, and he takes a shot at him. And then the tweet right after that was, man, this Astros team is so much fun to watch. And right, going, right. Hey, jackass. Right. Like, how, did, how did that How did happen? they get there? Yeah. And, and, you know, like the, the unfair thing about all this is, like, like, I think we all want competitive baseball, and we want to see these meaningful games. Um, you know, like looking at it, somebody had pointed out that this was a, like a week ago, said, man, the red schedule is really easy down the stretch, and the Padres, they only get to face like six games against inferior opponents. I think down the stretch, like the Reds really could catch them. And here we are, less than a week, they've already, they've caught, already them caught them yep. and passed them for that second wild card. So, you know, like, and, and it's problematic with the way that the scheduling sets up. But that, that's just going to be a business model. It like if you, this is how you set things up, this is what makes the most sense. But my big problem is with all these writers is that like who was it? Uh, Rosenthal wrote an article where he's comparing the Giants and the Orioles and. Look how great it is for Giants fans. Well, what they're doing is not sustainable with all these vets that are having, I don't want to say career years, but who would have thought in the same year that Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, uh, Evan Longoria, that all these guys would have good years to go along with what's a pretty amazing bullpen. Oh, and I didn't even throw in Juan or, uh, uh, Cueto, um, yeah, and Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, and of course right. Kevin Gossman having almost like a Cy Young type season all in the same year. Like Nobody could have factored that in. And it doesn't look sustainable unless their farm system's good. Um, you know, they make the move for Chris Bryant. Now they actually have, you know, a guy that you'd want to have right there in the middle of your lineup. Uh, but, you know, it's, just, it's, it's hard when you compare that team to a team that looks at it and says, you know, we're for people saying, why don't you go get a George Springer? You could have brought him in and you could have paid him a hundred and some million dollars that you're not paying anybody else. Well, to go back to Drew's point about a culture of losing and creating it, do you want him around for those years, or do you want like to start fresh and get rid of all these cast-offs, and then you have your young players who are coming into it, and they get to see competitive baseball? I mean, there's there's thought process all the way around. It, it all matters what you think, and you know, there's a lot of fans out there that I I don't even feel like arguing with them about it because they're setting their ways like, oh, they're losing, so they suck, and this they're not nothing's going right in this rebuild. I don't think that's exact, um, but you know, time will tell. Like, we'll see how the prospects pan out. Uh, what's the dumbest internet uh, fad that you've participated in in your life? What's the dumbest? Everybody was doing it, uh, so I did it, and I I don't know why I did it over the years. I don't know if I if I did I eat Tide Pods. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, right. well, that that was unrelated to the internet, though, Jeremy. Yeah, I did that before these stupid yeah, right. kids started doing it. Yeah, before, before. it ran in on you. I don't know if there's. I'm trying to think of an internet fad because there's always something like some sort of game or something where people are playing. And then it takes off. But like this milk crate thing, and I'm assuming that's what we're getting into. Yep. 
Oh, I'll, I'll never is, do that. I'll never do that. I mean, that won't happen. But I, I, I would do it for the right amount of money. Yeah, People sure, correct. Yeah, if somebody want to pay me to do it, yeah, why, why not? Right. That's the point. You get paid if you do it. Like, do you? Really, you, you can do it have a baseball right? yeah. bat for the right amount of money. I don't care. Like, it's just, if I don't wake up, then okay, no big yeah, deal. Correct. If I do, at least I got $30. Yeah, there so, is that. You know. yeah, there's a lot but of things. It is pretty stupid. I try, I'm trying to think of some of the things that I've done over the years. Like, I know when this all started and I was the ice bucket challenge? You know what? We modified it. We... This is this is I don't really know how much of the story I want to share. The ice bucket challenge was going on right before the radio station went under, and uh, Luke Jones and I had the idea that instead of doing the ice bucket, it was 2014. It was the you know the best year in Orioles history. What we would do is we would let uh, people come in and hit us in the face with pies, and oh. and we would were collecting. I don't know if it was 50 or 100 bucks, something like that, a piece that we were given to because the ice bucket challenge was about ALS. We were collecting the money for the Brigance Brigade. Now one guy that forgot was, the pie. That was the uh, that was the idea, and it was great. And my buddy Zach from All Time Low was like, "Yeah, I'll come in. I'll do the same thing." We we're having a ton of fun with it. And then uh, when uh, the the person that was my employer at the time uh, got back from vacation and found out what we were doing, he walked into me and said, "Shut it down. We do charity when we get paid to do charity." So, Ugh. yeah. What a piece so, of work that guy is. So yeah. So there was that. So I that there was that, but that was my like take on the ice bucket challenge, and we felt really good about it, and we got a great response, and people loved it, and then some people asked us to hit them with the pies because they were like wanting to feel like what that felt like, and we were just everything was going great. It was a really good idea, and then you were you were big into planking though, right? Oh yeah, I was a big I was a big planker. Yeah. I did a bit at one point where there was there was some famous picture in the in during the losing streak in 2012 when the Ravens looked like they were completely falling apart there was a famous picture after an interception of like That's Joe Flacco it yeah. was after the Giants and game. and so before the Giants the Broncos game and before. and so we did a bit where like at the radio station we had collect it, it was during the coat drive we collected a bunch of coats and so they had me like reenact it with all the coats like here's and that like that got picked up and that got shared a lot. And apparently there were, I, my understanding was Joe was mad. He was mad oh, really? at me. And I remember asking about it like a year later. And of course he was like, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but it got back to me that Joe was pissed off that. So you're um, saying you spurred we were, the Super Bowl run. So yeah, well yeah. people, by the way, there are people that still think that was the case. I did the stupid, stupid bit where he said he was the best quarterback, but like the word was, I was like, could you imagine caring about that? Could you imagine like that being something that, that bothered you in any way, but he was just a different cat, man. He was different. You're like Joey from uh, Friends. Could I be wearing any more of Chandler's clothes <laughs> um, as you had on all the coats? <laughs> but yeah, no. The other one that that I th- that was annoying to me was you remember the mannequin challenge? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Like, when it was done really well, it was awesome. But more times than not, they were awful. There was always somebody laughing or moving or whatever. And I remember one time they, they asked us to be a part of it, and they wanted to, I'm like, this is just so oh, dumb. Oh, God. And you please, like, you're catching my eye roll in it while we're doing right, it. I just, right, right. I'm not stop. capable of, yeah, of no question. You know, it's so funny. Remember the Harlem Shake thing? They, yes. the, the young people that we had at the, the station at that point asked if we would do a Harlem Shake video, and I said, I will not do that, but if you want to do something else that's clever and creative and unique and original – I will listen to you, and I, I there was this famous there, 
in like oh two or so there was a very popular hip hop song called Woe Now by B Rich, who is a Baltimore based rapper. Yep. And which, which is a phenomenal song. And I said, if you like wanted to do something where we made a video where we were like lip syncing to something like that or asking like famous people that we knew to lip sync to it, I think maybe it was the 10th anniversary or something like, something like that to me is clever and creative and something that you can be proud of. Just doing the thing that other people are doing is nothing. That's not a thing. That's just you being pathetic. And, of course, those are the ones that get all of the views and the clever, creative things that you do. Nobody looks at or gives a rat's ass about because we live in an idiocracy. And that's Well, and it's like you have to be early to it, too. It was almost like when my dad said, hey, have you heard this song? And, he, and whenever my dad thought a song was cool, it was when it was time to stop listening to it. Right, yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. But when, when people would get in at the end, like you mentioned the, the Harlem Shake, they also had... What was the the Drake song? Kiki, oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God! God! What the yeah. hell was that song called? Um, I'm glad that I don't know. And then, oh no, it was so. I know big. the song, but it I don't know so the name big. of it. What the hell was the name of that song? Probably "Do You Love Me." If I no, it wasn't what it was called. It was called something else. Well, I, I mean, I could look. It's in my phone, but I could look it up. But it, all the ones you were talking about, like I like in the my one, feelings. That's what it was. In my feelings, yeah. I like the because I was the in my feelings challenge. Yes. Um, I like the one where the the light switch and then when they switch back they were wearing each other's clothes so there were some really clever oh, yeah, ones with that yeah. but but there were people like when people got in at the end it's like hey we should do that and i'm like it was trending three that's weeks correct ago. like you're like, so far what are we behind. adding to it that's any different that's any you know that that can make it funny or you know even enjoyable to watch and i guess with you know inherently i think we as, as human beings love watching three stooges-esque stuff where people are getting hurt so this, um, you know, milk crate challenge could go on for a little while because we love seeing people get injured. Oh, yeah. um, and That's there's true. been some really bad ones. That's true. I guess we do love watching. We actually heard what the, the injuries are. That we just, just I mean, there's got to be injuries based on the falls they, these guys they are cannot, having. Yeah, they cannot all be just okay. I saw this one video where like this kid in Wilmington, just like the guy was on the top one, and the kid just kicked the entire thing over. And it's like <laughs> you were you were going to be charged. Yes, with, with a murder. crime. Yes, correct. Yes, you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we who also... Was, who was the one guy? Was it like White Mike or something? The guy yeah. that rolled a blunt? That was pretty over. impressive. And then you had a woman do it in heels? I'm yeah, like, Jesus, no. There's a, when people do it, it's impressive. Right, but this is the different thing. I ain't spending time with this. You ain't getting me to spend more time with it. I'm aware of its existence, <laughs> and that's the end of it. All right, uh, what's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week? Well, we're going to do the Milk Crate Challenge. God, of course you are. I will not be watching time, any so. of your video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we've got a... It, it's kind I watched that one video you made. I really enjoyed that. We, that was, they pulled that up all the time. I appreciate years. it. Well, so we'll be, I, I think we're out at the, the B, was it BMW? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be, at, we'll be out there for a day. I'm assuming it's going to be Thursday or Friday, but again, they're trying to get everything configured. I mean, with COVID and uh, where we're set up, so we'll be out there live. Uh, that'll be kind of cool to see. Uh, and it, I think it's really cool with, you know, the state of Maryland and as close as it is to us with caves getting this oh, opportunity no to have all these great golfers there. I mean, no question. Super cool. Look, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a golf fan, but I'm going to go and I'm going to support it because I, I think it's great to have massive events here. I think that's a really wonderful thing. And I'd like for some more of them because they help us all economically. That's a good thing. Let's see if I can't get John Rahm to do a scorpion shot with me. Yeah, I would go oh. for the C right before he tees off. Hey, John, come over here for a second. <laughs> You're a Spaniard. Yeah, don't you guys right. eat scorpions? Yeah. All right. I, I don't think it works that way. No, I don't think so. At Jeremy Khan 1057 on Twitter is how you follow him. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right, man. I'll see you.
See his picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com as well. Our buddy Jeremy Kahn from the Big Bay Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan. Today's program brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. I am to understand there are some of you who have still not signed up. I don't know what you're waiting for. You've got the opportunity to win a free, private, one-on-one, pre-draft fantasy football consultation with PressBox's fantasy football expert, Ken Zalas, plus personalized weekly advice throughout the year. He is at your beck and call. He works for you now. Who does number two work for? You. You. I've always called Ken that around these parts. I've Indeed. always said KZ. Fitting. Ken number two's Alice. Because that's the, uh, that's the what uh, what position? Did he finish in second in our picks, or did he finish third? He finished third, right? He didn't I was finish the, first. It was him. It was or last. It was me and him competing for last, wasn't it? I believe that's the case. I believe that was the case yeah. too. So he didn't finish number two, but still, that's what we call him is number two. So with that in mind, with that in mind, get to pressboxonline.com/contests right now, and you will be entered to win the pre-draft virtual consultation with Ken Zalas and personalized weekly advice throughout the year, pressboxonline.com slash contests. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po'boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. 
but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland5star.us with the number five redefine your skills inspire change and make a difference the army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves while also improving who they will become individually Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is GlennParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Purple, purple Takeover gets underway. The pur- Purple Tapeover gets underway this weekend at the Maryland State Fair 11. Former, future, or current Baltimore football stars will be there over the course of two weekends in Timonium including Lenny Moore, the Hall of Famer, Ronnie Stanley, the All-Pro, Hollywood Brown, Adafe Owe, Ben Cleveland, so much more. Get your tickets right now, great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight in great8smemorabilia.com. And very importantly, great8smemorabilia has also partnered with Pressbox and Glenn Clark Radio to bring you the Tyus Bowser Show. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. That's pressboxonline.com slash Bowser as Tyus Bowser will be with us for eight shows. We are looking forward to bringing them to you starting on Tuesday, September 7th at Mother's in Pasadena. He will be there with a special guest teammate or special guests in some cases We can't wait to bring you the Tyus Bowser Show starting on Tuesday, September 7th. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Uh, From from Dan, Dan says, Glenn, I appreciate what you're saying about the golf tournament. Do you really feel as though there is a chance for more events, or do you feel as though that is something that the powers that be are just putting out there in order to try to drive more people to this one? There's no real answer to that, if I'm being honest with you, Dan. Like, 
Um, I certainly think that that the powers, that, whoever the powers that be are, whether that's the people at caves go. or like I don't I don't even know Big Golf. I'm sure that Big Golf would do a lot of things, try to get people to come out and to spend money. I'm sure that's the case, but this isn't so easily defined. I can't tell you for sure that the United States Golf Association is going to look, by the way, who's like booked out the golf events for the next 40 years or something. like. It's insane how long they have things planned out ahead of time. But I can't tell you they're looking at it and saying, well, maybe the, they would put a U.S. Open there. In fact, caves wouldn't make sense for a U.S. Open. The U.S. Open is for courses where you don't score. So there wouldn't really be a lot of logic to that as caves being a location for that. But for a future PGA Championship, for example, m- maybe, maybe. That's the point. You do this, it's successful. Somebody says, hey, we had that really successful again then at caves. Why didn't we go back there for something? Why wouldn't we want to include them in the rotation? There are only next year's BMW championship, by the way, is scheduled. Next year they're in Delaware. Um, so it, there, there could be future BMW championships that could be in play, and that's a significant event in and of itself moving forward. So, Dan, I don't, I don't have that direct answer for you. Um, and I also don't know how much it matters either because it can be purely hypothetical. I Like, I can – you know what? I do have the answer. That's not true. I can. The reason why I've said it two times already in my column and earlier in the show, I can tell you as a fact that there are people connected to the World Cup committee that will be involved in attendance watching this event. There is a direct connection between those two things. I'm not going to attempt to tell you that, hey, if a certain number of people show up at the BMW Championship this year, that means that... There's a guarantee that there will be World Cup matches in Baltimore in 2026. I'm not attempting to make that correlation. I can only tell you that there is a connection between Baltimore trying to get the World Cup and this event and that there will be people involved that will be involved with this event. I can tell you that as a fact. So do with that what you will. That might mean nothing to you. I don't care. I'm just telling you that. That's it. Tidbit brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or perhaps your focus is more along the lines of convenience, technologically advanced connectivity, or even sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tidbit of the day, the Ravens, winners of 19 consecutive preseason football games. Bully. They will, of course, still be playing regular season football games, and they have had 39 consecutive 100-plus rushing yards regular season games. That is four away from setting an NFL record held since 1977 when the Pittsburgh Steelers had 42. So, something to monitor as the season starts. Okay. Of course, the NFL puts out their annual top 100 list. The Ravens had two players on the list, Lamar Jackson at 24, Marlon Humphrey at 38, and Marlon Humphrey is one of the most prolific fumble forcers in all of football, if not the most. In fact, his eight last season were behind only Peanut Tillman for the most in a single season since the staff began being tracked in 1999. Peanut Tillman, 44 career forced fumbles. 
They're going to need a little bit more from Marlon Humphrey to reach that mark. However, there are five NFL players since 1999 who have forced more than 44 fumbles in their careers. Who are they? Julius Peppers. 52, second place. Um... Jared Allen. No. Uh, Robert Mathis. The most, 54. Um, 99, you say. Mm-hmm. Terrell Suggs. No. Not even 40. Bum. Mm -hmm. DeMarcus Ware. No. You know something funny? What? Bruce Smith had 43, so Lord knows how many he had in his career total. (laughs) Oh, before they... Yeah. Yeah, right. Um... Jason Taylor? I don't know how much of his career... 46 for Jason Taylor. Is all after... 99, yeah. Really? Really. Um... Dwight Freeney. 47 for Dwight Freeney. Is that it? One name remains. John Randall. No. How about Hauser Belts since, since 99? Um, <sighs> Junior Seau. No. Uh, is it an active player? I do not think it is. I'll double check, though. I don't think it is. Played within the past few seasons. I know that much. He's played within the past few seasons. But he is currently inactive. And when you say few. Yeah, I was wrong about that. Hasn't been that. It's been a little bit longer than I thought since he last played. Okay. So so I've got nothing then. Correct. That's yeah. what you're saying. I've got nothing to work with. Yes. That. I think that is correct. Um. I was going to guess Clay Matthews based on nope. the past few seasons, but. Simeon Rice. No. More recently than him. More recently. Mario Williams. No. John Abraham. That's the one. Okay. 47 for John Abraham last play. 2014. I thought it was most recently. More no, recently I definitely wouldn't have thought it was more recent. Yeah. I'm surprised it was as recent as 2014. There you go. All right. Very good. Tibbet was also brought to you today. That was a tough one. Tibbet was also brought. I mean, you just had to name pass rushers, but like, still, it was tough. Uh, Tibbet brought to you by. Oh, it's on this sheet. That's what I was looking for. The one right in front of you, dummy. Oh, it's brought to you by the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Party, which is presented by Miller Lite and coming to MT Bank Stadium on Monday, September 13th. 
featuring a live performance by All Time Low. It's going to be a great party. You can hang out afterwards, watch the Ravens Raiders game on the Ravens vision boards. Get to baltimoreravens.com slash kickoff for tickets. Just 10 bucks. Free parking in-game. They're doing all the regular in-game entertainment that you enjoy when you go to a Ravens game. It's going to be an awesome night. Again, baltimoreravens.com slash kickoff for tickets. Tubular brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Uh, nothing tonight. It's not a great night. So they're going to try to play round four of the Northern Trust today. Coverage starting in just a few minutes on Golf Channel and then on CBS at 2.30. Baseball, Yankees, Braves at 7, Mariners, Athletics at 10.30. Uh, soccer, NBCSN, West Ham United, and Lesta at 3 o'clock. And then if you're up tomorrow morning, the opening ceremony of the Paralympics at 7 a.m. ESPN's got Little League World Series coverage at 1. It shifts to ESPN 2 at 5 because ESPN's going to have the big preseason showdown between the Jags and Saints tonight at 8 o'clock. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8. I know you've got a lot of thoughts about uh, Brock Lesnar returning. Ooh. CM Punk was, it was a big weekend. Of course, CM Punk won't be on Raw, but... Yeah. Brock Lesnar's, but he won't be on Raw either because he's going after Roman Reigns, apparently. Yeah, I knew they, that. Might, they might put him on Raw because they need the ratings. I know you got a lot of thoughts, though, about a big weekend in pro wrestling. I can't wait to and see a new Roman. NX, and a new NXT champion, of course. I can't wait to see Roman Ratings take the ring and see what happens. You Roman know? who? Roman Ratings. Ratings. Yes. Roman Ratings. Roman Ratings, yes. They Roman need the ratings. ratings got Everyone it, needs the ratings. You know? Roman does, Ratings is does, an important He does player. help with ratings. There's no doubt about that. He's one of my favorite players. They call them players. You excited about uh, the new NXT champion? Uh, the, the I love a good NXT champion. NXT, yes. There's a new NXT, the NXT champion. You no, know, it's yes. an NXT champion, and of course is uh, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, girl, you're the one I want to want me. Nice crossover for him. It's a great moment. All right, uh, what's coming up non-sportswise? American Ninja it, Warrior, eight o'clock on NBC, eight and nine o'clock for what it's worth. For whatever reason, Stephen A. Smith is hosting Kimmel tonight. Ah, Snoop Dogg. Waiting for that moment. Nelly featuring Breland and Bianco Brown or Blanco Brown. Sure. It's not Benny Blanco from no, no, Dave, no, is not, it? No, no, um, Kelly Clarkson's on Fallon. You're a big fan. Neil, I finally got to the episode that everybody was talking about. Which one was really, that? The, the, the one where they're gay but they're not gay. Yeah, I didn't love that one. That was not, it was a really weird episode. No, I was not a fan of that one. There's some really weird. It does end a it, lot better. Look, the season the shows the show's not nearly as good as people are making it out to be. The second it's, season it's fine. Finishes at most. strong. It finishes strong. I will say that with, with in, confidence. In moments, it's really good. Like I, I was reminded recently of the moment where like he kills the bunny and then they just jump cut to him singing along the hook by Blues Traveler. Like, she's all despondent, and he's just like, suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. And, like, that's a great moment. The show itself is not a well-structured show. The The Doja Cat episode was a well-structured television no, no, no. There's show. a lot that more really of that good. later in the season. I will I, say I, definitively. I, I hope that's the case. Because the last three episodes or three or four episodes are, it finishes very strong. I, I hope that's the case. It is a show that is largely good in moments, but not particularly good i was a big fan i was not crazy about the start of it and it 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 redeemed itself mm -hmm. i will say that we'll find out sean penn is on seth myers you're a big sean penn guy stuff and things glenn clark radio.com thanks oh uh, uh tib also don't forget to pick up the new print issue of press box which is available for free at your neighborhood royal farm we were just talking about marlon humphrey and fumbles second ago there he is he's on the cover i probably should have picked it up then that's my fault didn't recognize it on me i take the blame for that one 
Thankfully, I've never gotten anything else wrong in my life. But go pick that up right now. Did you know Dylan Tate came from the Yankees? I did know that. Go pick that up right now. Also was drafted by the Orioles. No, he wasn't. Uh, you can pick it up at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all. PressBoxOnline.com. Thanks today to uh, Jeremy Kahn. Thanks also to Dan Connolly, who got you guys all hot and bothered. And thanks to Dennis Satisher from Caves. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archive. tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow. Uh, Jeremy Fowler, we'll call oh, him. Yeah, y'all, speaking of things that got you all hot and bothered, you guys were mad about something Jeremy Fowler said on ESPN last week where he said he was asked. At, like The question was weird. It was like someone you don't expect that could face some pressure this year. And he said that he's talked to people around football and they believe that this could be the year where teams figure Lamar Jackson out. So, look, I'm not going to... You guys probably want me to scream at him and flame. Like, I'm not going to do that because, one, he's quoting someone else. He's not even saying it himself. He's saying that he's talked to other people. I'll let him say his piece. Um, I think it's nuts, but... I'll let him say his piece, and we'll talk about it. And we'll be very adult about that conversation. Anything else? Irons and fires, stuff ah, and things. There we go. That's our, those are our guys. We love irons and fires. All right. Um, if you still, if you want to get in, we are giving away a pair of tickets to Thursday and Friday at the BMW Championship Grounds Access Plus. You can get into the Trophy Club and hang out there as well. If you want them, tweet me at Glenn Clark Radio. It's two N's and Glenn, C-L-A-R-K, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Say, I want them, or I want it, or whatever you want to say. I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Do all of that. And when you do, if you the day matters, say Thursday or Friday. If it doesn't, you don't need to say anything. And we will get you in the running to win uh, tickets for the BMW Championship at Caves on Thursday or Friday. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, CCBC, MDOT, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, Baltimore Ravens, BMW Championship, Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.